0: We'd like to say that, in our opinion, it is not suitable for children or for those of you who may have a nervous disposition.
3: Talksheet. Recorded live.
2: Hoaxbusters call.
1: Join the discussion
4: by dialing seven two four treble four treble four. Call ID nine zero
5: three three seven. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, hey, uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, what's really going on? Uh, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you right now that it's of, of of a high degree of certainty it is monday it is february the twentieth and it is uh twenty uh seven uh it's twenty seven uh teen twenty seventeen teen. <clears throat> mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah yep uh do do well well uh in the chat we have Scootadoop, Aardvark, Ar- Cologne 5, Dire Defender, uh, Kalita Bragante, Mahatma Coat, uh, Nino 210, Taco Bell, and Tiny Man. Great, great, great. Glad you took the time out to listen to the Hoax Busters Call live. I'm the I'm the host of the Hoax Busters Call, Chris from Oklahoma. Uh, just as a heads up. To anybody listening that may be new to this uh, particular podcast show, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, uh, calls, I call them calls, they're calls, recorded calls, or just be forewarned that I may uh, jabber on about stuff that y- you might find uh, offensive and hurtful and I'm... I'm kind of in that mood, and I think that I'm going to end up hurting people's feelings. So, just as a sort of caveat, a sort of heads up to what's coming, because uh, yeah, I mean, it, you may find this 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 uh, hurtful, but uh, yeah, I did put out a put out a little. Uh, Audio of the beginning, yeah, it's not for those of he said something to the effect it's not for children or those who have like a ner- nervous countenance, you know, which is which yeah, I mean you kind of gotta pace yourself you know and what you're gonna take in because um it is uh well before that uh how do you listen, butcher Pete says how do you listen on android i Android, I don't know. I don't know. Android has a a listening. Try dialing it. Talk to you in Android. I'm not sure. I I should check that. That's a good question. Um, Scooped, doop, 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 doop. That music I was playing at the beginning. At the, I call it hold music. This is kind of a call-themed podcast show, or whatever. Uh, it is can be found at John Adams' uh, recommended listening, which has got some really good tunes, as far as I'm concerned. John is a, is a aficionado, and uh, myself and himself have very similar taste in music. I mean, I. I have to say that everything that John has recommended for me to check out, I thoroughly enjoy. So, uh, without very few exceptions, I mean, um, so if you're into music, that's probably considered maybe offbeat or kind of offbeat, meaning that it's not something that you're going to easily run across, but that's really, uh, well-crafted, good music. I think you should check that out. And, uh, what was I, oh, shoot, I'm going to be derelict in my duties and be in violation of the protocols that are laid down on a hoaxbusters Call Procedurals Manual. Uh, I think that's subsection, no, that's, excuse me, my my bad, that's section 2, subsection 3C which is the quote. So yeah, I will now take this opportunity to deliver the quote, which is, okay, I got it right here. So, all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, is it accepted as being self-evident? And that's attributed to author Schopenhauer. Uh, I don't really, I've never been fond of that quote. And you're, you're going to ask me, well, why are you bringing it up then? I've heard that one before hundreds of times. Like, yeah, I know. It's like a sort of a, a standard or a, uh, well, you listen to a lot of it. Another thing too, it, Neil deGrasse Tyson has used this quote and uh and that's why i wanted to use it or bring it up is because when neil deGrasse tyson used it he was talking about global warming and he says yeah okay everybody check it out you know this truth is is going through 3 we're going through three phases tree It's like no okay wait a minute because global warming is an absolute total 100 percent scam and it's it, it's a lot like evolution theory in that it's it's totally predicated on absolute nonsense, uh, total nonsense. Random mutations create life. I mean, give me a freaking break. It's so absolutely patently absurd. It's it's it, it, it's amazing that people, even in 2017, take it as, as absolute 100% truth, which is... I'm sure it went through three phases. You know, where when, when it first got thrown out there, a lot of people... And I'm talking about scientists, people that know science and stuff, are like, what are you kidding me? Random mutation? Come on, get out of here. Oh, no, not now. Now, Chris, you don't under- See, you don't understand evolution. See, you'll get this all the time. Oh, you're not... It's this sort of bizarre elitism you'll be confronted with. It's like, oh, you don't understand evolution, apparently. It's like, okay, well, then define it for me, which, which the, 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 typically... And ninety nine percent of the time, the individual won't even know what he's talking about. Well, biological change over time. What are you talking about? Evolution? What? What do you mean? And then I've had these discussions, countless numbers of them, with people because it's kind of like a, a real something that really sticks in my craw. The evolution is so nonsensical, and then you, it, it, it's a. It It is like a moving target with people, too. They don't really know how to define it. They believe in it with a whole heart, but they don't even know what it is. Okay, what are you talking about? And then I'll get into discussions where, like, yeah, so you're saying that the simple cell, you know, transmorgify. That means change, you know, over vast aeons of time through adaptive changes and random mutations and stuff to become something else. That's what you're talking about, right? to something comes something that's you know totally different in morphology and, and behavior patterns and everything uh instinctual pattern whatever from the one cell organism that preceded it in the vast aeons of the past and then it evolves right changes and then there's no limits to evolution it just everything will evolve and eventually become something else and we're still evolved. right is that what you believe no i never said that i never said we came from bacteria it's like well what are you even talking about then you, you get the most absurd non sequiturs and nonsense when you're debating it's it's really it's 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 amusing but it's it's more of like an exercise and uh it is sort of like this uh you you become aware that like yeah really you know a lot of the modern world and the stuff and that's it, always taken for granted is like no, no it's like we're not we're not fact-based or care about science or anything like that it's 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 more it's it's a it's a more akin to like a religion and when i say religion i like to point out i i use i like to use examples of like scientology and 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 uh mormonism are are a couple of good ones because i think they're more illustrative in in the way that they are more modern i mean you can go and Actually, they've they've been developed in more recent history, so you can go back and kind of have a better idea how they how they originated and how they came about, and the and the and it's all readily kind of available. So you can see how it's you know it's this uh, artificial con- construct and or a narrative that was created, and then people will adopt it and believe it. And the Scientology is really odd. But they're good case examples of like, yeah, how cults are formed and how beliefs are formed. Well, it's like Darwinism and scientism and all that is no different. It's no different. It's like, but it's bigger, of course. That's that's how it's different. You know, it's more uh, backing behind it. You know, the moneyed interests and stuff are, are – Definitely interested in promoting this as a status religion belief system because it yeah it obviously serves a purpose and it's like oh yeah you, you adopt that into your thinking and then it's like well social Darwinism is not far behind it right because you have to kind of take one with the other because one comes with the other but it's just the implications of course there's a lot of stuff out there that attempts to to distance Darwinism from social Darwinism but it's no it's like one logically follows the other. And uh, so Neil deGrasse Tyson is talking about all oh, the three phases of truth. And, and I'm sure evolution theory went through this phase initially where it was just ridiculed. Like, that is stupid. Come on. Get out of here, man. And And a lot of people were saying that. But over time, what is the next phase? First, it's ridiculed. Secondly, it is violently opposed. I think when people come to the realization like... Yeah, this is really going to be the what's going to be taught to children and is going to be something that's going to be just rammed down our throat, isn't it? Yeah, this is so you violently oppose it. I mean, you just try to like this can't be happening. This is ridiculous. And then it is a then it is the third phase except, is is accepted as self-evident. So that's the phase that we've been in with evolution theory in spite of the fact that there's so much stuff that's coming out now in the, you know, quote-unquote sciences. Which I don't reject all science because that's people want to enforce this false dichotomy on you, or it's like, oh, you must reject all science then, don't you? Like you don't believe in uh, it? It's, it's it's amusing how it's like, oh, they use, oh, what about your car? What about your toaster What about your computer that you're sitting at? And you're typing at your keyboard. Science denier. It's like, uh, yeah, that's all uh, intelligently designed, right? Okay, so what are you telling me? So you're, you're you're using something that's the exact opposite of evolution to prove your point, which is yeah, it's just, it shows how absurdist the arguments and stuff that establish it. They're totally void of, of of coherence. It's like they don't. You could you could get a Darwinist to contradict themselves like multiple times in one paragraph. It's it's pretty. It's not the not, it's not the motive to see how. It's, but it's you know to 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 prod people and get these absolutely ridiculous responses of them that's not the goal but it's just it's interesting and then you know i, I think it's a good practice to, to turn that inward on yourself and to, and to say well do i do this or is this something that i'm doing and if i'm called out on it do i acknowledge it and 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 reconcile that or you know so it's not just a slam or ridicule somebody but it's like yeah it's really it's really though it's interesting but, yeah, the three phases of truth, but no, actually, that's the three phases of like really big lies actually in reality. see now uh, global warming we're being taken through the phases where you know we're i don't know if it's going to be violently opposed i don't know how do you characterize that, but people are now getting you got people that are scientists, stuff like that says no, 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 this is not the 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 carbon dioxide is not warming up the planet there's no real evidence of that and all that you know these people are knowledgeable and stuff like that but you know they'll constantly repeat that oh 97 of all scientists believe in global warming it's like okay what establishes that i've i've tried to go look up where where they're saying that this is backed up with something you know something i mean they could always say it but it's like what is it backed up so they so some the only thing that I could find and I'm I'm sure maybe there's something else out there but it's like some survey they took and where they went into the quote-unquote peer review literature. Well, see, peer review is like a, a a a sort of a closed system, right? You don't get peer reviewed unless it's something that's going to be uh conducive to promoting whatever agenda is on the you say, Oh, Chris, that's ridiculous. Now peer review is peer review. That means anybody can check out duplicate the science for themselves and that it's like, yeah, no, not really. It's like how how do I duplicate Linsky's experiments in a lab? Linsky is a guy that he, he did bacteria experiments and he found out that, oh yeah, you put bacteria in certain condition, then they uh mutate and they form uh you know, they'll 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 uh display the ability to digest citrate, which they're not supposed to do in an anaerobic environment, which is without oxygen. And, oh, we prove this. We See, we prove evolution. And if, you, and if you don't believe me, you can duplicate this experiment. Well, see, if, if you can duplicate that experiment yourself, Linsky, then it's, it's not <laughs> random mutation, is it? By extension, it's not random mutation. Think about it. It's not random mutation. If I can duplicate the experiment, it's not random. And then you admit that ninety eight percent of the DNA you don't even know what it does, so how do you know it's making that change and Obviously the ability to digest the citrate was there before the mutation it didn't happen as a result of the mutation they even don't even claim that, and how they establish it is random they don't they just it's just asserted it's just in a but see it, it see that's now it's commonly accepted that evolution happens, and, and it's just true, and it's been proven, it's been proven in the lab. It's like no, it has not. When you examine the claims thoroughly, it's like no, they don't even. It doesn't even back up evolution at all. It doesn't it just does not. But see, it's we're already in the, the the phase where it's 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 just widely accepted as 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 fact. It's just fact. It's self it's self evident. Yeah, evolution happens. It's like. Uh, man, Did, do you know that there was uh, a- animal husbandry like way before Darwin and people were observing the variations that could happen within animal kinds? And this is something that was well understood and <laughs> used for centuries to, you know, domesticate animals and all that. It's like Darwin didn't <laughs> invent anything. It's so stupid. It's like, it's, but it was turned into this. If, if fictional fantasy fantasy story <laughs> that is now except now is uh, accepted as self-evident which is, is preposterous but um yeah we're going through that with global warming and so how does it how does it get accepted as self-evident well through through like guys like propagandists like neil degrasse tyson like through repetition like he'll say 90 percent of the scientists all agree and it's like where, okay where do i okay science boy where can i find evidence for that you just made a a, a claim where do, what I find you can't find evidence for it. 90% okay even if 97% did and it's in peer reviewed studies and all that what does that even mean peer review i've talked about that countless times before it's like okay look up uh editor of the lancet journal half of all peer reviewed studies are false this is in the medical sciences, which should be the probably one of the more important ones, right? Because it's is your health and all that's at stake. But, no, nah, half of them are false. And then it goes into it. You can read the uh, I, I link to it. You, you go Ho- HooksBusters call uh, Lancet editor into Google. It should call up that article. But, yeah, in there is a link to a PDF or... Yeah, the editor of the Lancet Journal is talking about. it. And he says, "Oh, yeah, it's, it's all corrupt, and then it's you know people are paid off to do, you know, the pharmaceutical companies stuff." Yeah, of course, it's a for-profit, and, and it's a for-profit industry. Of course, that's going to be uh, going to skew and corrupt peer review. Obviously, I mean, it's like it's like, but no, we're supposed to believe in peer review. Believe in, even though the people who run peer review that probably know a lot more about it than you do it says that it's not it's not a good arbiter of what's true or not but see now global warming 90% 97% of client of scientists believe they don't even say climate scientists normally they'll just say scientists it's like well okay that's another issue are you qualified in science if you're a biologist you're not qualified on the you know intro the, the, all the intricate inner you know, of the atmosphere and stuff, are you? Isn't all these specialized fields? Because you always be told that especially when you're trying to argue, like Jason Cavalito came on, he's the only guy I've ever got close to debating Darwinism with and, and he was like really uptight about me even asking him about his belief system that he believed and he said was true and self-evident but he couldn't explain it even though he's, he's regarded as a smart fellow and I think he is you know, a smart, intelligent fellow and He's got a blog and he writes for Skeptic Magazine and everything, but he didn't want to go down that road with me. And is like, I, it's like he can't explain his belief, but you know, to, to him it's self-evident. It's like oxygen. It's like, dude, just take it, it into your air and just and just reap the benefits of the oxygen. It's there. It's real. It's like evolution. You can't see it, but it's there and it's real. It's happening. It's self-evident. It's like, okay, explain it, you know, get let's get into the nuts and bolts of the mech. No, 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 no. I'm not a biologist. And it's like, well, okay, so so it's important what specific field you're talking about, right? So I have to go to a biologist, some specific field of science. But with global warming, they get to say, scientists believe in it, science, science believes in it, scientists believe in it. And that settles it. It's like, no, 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 no. But, you know, it's like wild double standards and everything when you get into talking about this stuff. But, yeah, the article posted at dot com. What? what oh. I go to it right now. That's what I'm doing. Dot, dot, dot. Global warming, colon, massive hoax and scam. Yeah, John sent me... A link to this article talking about, uh, well, I'll just read this paragraph out of it. If you want to go look at the whole thing, it's in the Hulk Uh Demand for African beach sand isn't only from Africa's giant cement manufacturers. Dubai's island project, the uh, Palm Jemuria. Jumur, uh, used at least 200 million cubic meters of sand and stone. A lot of it came from African beaches. And it's doing like this. That's pretty cool. It's like an island they made out of palm trees. They took a shit ton of sand and dumped it out in the ocean. It's like, oh, we made an island and check it out. And it's. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's like when you do that, you cause problems on the coastlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. Yeah, it's pretty stupid to do that. But, you know, if you don't live in Africa and you don't live on the coastline, you know, that's, that's our modern civilization, our modern world. It's like, you know, fuck you. We don't need sand on your deal. You destroy your beautiful homeland and all that. And we'll use it for this uh, dog and pony show island, man-made island stuff that we can... Uh, I don't know, they sell houses on this artificial island for, like, some exorbitant amount of money in Dubai. Only only a super elite can afford it, so it's, like, a uh, pretty standard in civilization. But anyway, a uh, link to another article to be a companion for that one, and I'll read a quote out of that. And this is a pro Mind you, this is pro-global warming. It says, at present, widespread erosion and flooding are devastating vast areas along the African coastline, causing severe ecological problems as well as creating a high level of misery for the people, unquote. Uh, the title of that is Sea Level Rise Impact on African Coast. I mean, come on. So, I uh, yeah, I read through that. and No mention of the... Uh, yeah the selling of the sand and uh making artificial islands and concrete and shit out of it no mention of that it's no it's global warming everybody be be afraid uh it's just yeah is that science but this is supposed to be like a wait wait a minute before i misspeak Let me check my facts. this is Doot,
6: doot, 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 doot. do do do
5: scooter do uh this is from Nai- nairobi Kenya African Center of Technology studies is that a reputable I don't know science sounds sciency, but yeah uh yeah you talking any global warming propagandists and they'll and they'll probably bring that up oh yeah African coast road and global warming it's like yeah Nothing to do with the sand the sand they're taking off the coast to make concrete with no no oh boy, oh boy but um yeah, I was trying to get a hold of a quote unquote climate scientist and I happened to run across some dude uh, let me get his name. I called him, I left a message. he didn't return my call, which is typical. What they want to tell you typically is that, oh, send it to us in an email and we'll get back to you. It's like, no, I want a recorded call with somebody. Is that possible? Can you can you uh wedge it into your hectic schedule? No, I mean nobody's that busy. Uh take ten minutes, Scott Denning of the Department of Atmospheric Science. He's done it he's done a debate before. He's actually one of the few or maybe the only guy that flogs maybe not the only guy I've, I've seen other debates before but he's one of the few that will debate the issue uh, so yeah i was trying to ask him a question because i really want to know about carbon dioxide now does plants breathe carbon dioxide or do that does it not so if plant breathes car if plants breathe carbon dioxide and turn it into plant material which you know, what what you what you can read about on the internet about carbon dioxide that's what it's like life gas it's like a it's like a trace gas which is like there's not in comparison to like not other stuff that's in the atmosphere like is it nitrogen and oxygen and stuff like that it's like a very trace amount in other words like somebody did a visual of it where they it was actual scientists that said hey well here's what all the hubble hubbubble is all about it was like and they and she had a nice visual representation like with rice he says well this is if this rice is our oxygen and nitrogen molecules you know according to volume and i've represented it by the grains of rice and so this is a pretty good estimation by how many grains are in the bag how, how many grains are in a pound and like here's you know like so in other words she had this big giant stack of rice i mean giant meaning it like Oh, it was about like maybe about two and a half foot by two and a half foot square bags of rice by two feet high. It was a lot of rice. Shit tons of rice. And she said, okay, now this red rice is carbon dioxide. And it was like a handful. And it was like, this is is what it's called a trace gas. It's like, there's this, but this is what everybody's flipping out about. I said, wow, that's. Fantastic representation, and it's like, yeah, that takes the edge off, doesn't it? When you break it down to where people can actually see what you're talking about, but yeah, this gas that plants breathe is pumped into greenhouses, and people then there's stuff online, you can go look it up, look it up, greenhouse. Carbon dioxide pumps that create carbon, and they show you online too. And there's all this stuff. It's on. It's all over the place. Actually, it's it's something that you do if you're into the greenhouse and you 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 want you know your plants to grow, be healthy. It's like, man, yeah, just jack them up on this carbon dioxide, crank it up to a thousand parts per million. Now they're telling you to freak out about four hundred part. If we get any, we're at three hundred fifty parts per million in the current earth's atmosphere and they're telling you oh that's way higher than it's ever been oh it's from cars automobiles industrial oh we're killing the planet it's 350 parts per million now you'll artificially induce a thousand parts per million in the greenhouse that's ideal you know it's like yeah kid, it crank crank it up there crank that carbon out plants love it and they absorb it you can go look at people's youtube videos and stuff and they're talking about it and they say yeah pour, put vinegar and baking soda and makes carbon dioxide making it do, showing you how to do this okay aren't these eco-terrorists mr scott denning are, are, aren't these people they're creating all this carbon dioxide and they're contributing they're putting this death gas out in the atmosphere that you say is killing the planet are you making any moves to make that illegal these machines and stuff they're creating carbon dioxide no, they don't want to draw any. I don't think they want to draw any attention to that. But there it is, all over the internet, all over the YouTubes, people telling you how to make it your own DIY homebrew carbon dioxide machines, and uh, wow. So the question would be, okay, so if it's in the open atmosphere, the carbon dioxide, why, why is, why isn't good, why is it not good for plants? And then once, why is why is it that is it not going into the carbon cycle, so called? Why, why, why? What's so different about carbon dioxide? It's carbon dioxide. And another thing too, they call it when they're talking about it. They say carbon, the carb. Okay, I understand. There's a carbon cycle, and carbon in the life process and stuff gets converted into carbon dioxide and goes into the atmosphere. It begins, you know, it goes through different phases, and it's, it's carbon. It's like car, but they say carbon, carbon. It's like, well, no, you're specifically referring to carbon dioxide, but they don't say carbon dioxide. It's funny, but I think it's a, a bit of propaganda. where, you know, if you carefully examine the terminology and stuff, you, if it, it 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 reveals the duplicity duplicitous nature of the whole scam. And this occurred to me when I was watching a video about car the carbon uh global warming and all that and they were there and they they only referred to it as carbon i don't think they said carbon dioxide one time and they're showing you like black soot coming out of smokestacks and it's it's cartoon but they're showing you every time they talk about car they talk they say, they'll say carbon and they show you black soot come out of cars black soot so the implication is, and I think that's why they use carbon instead of, and they won't say carbon dioxide, is that by inference, by suggestion, by pow- the power of suggestion, you're to draw the conclusion that they're talking about soot, which soot doesn't stay in the atmosphere. Soot's heavier in there and it eventually settles. It doesn't stay in the atmosphere, but they want you to think that that's what i believe i i I believe that they want you they want the average numbskull out there to think in terms of soot because it's something that you can see something that like if you get around some factory like there's a a black top factory out and then when they fire it up you can smell it and it's like i don't think there's a lot of black stuff coming out of the but there's some and you it's like "Ah, that's terrible they want you to think that and then think oh that's killing the planet but but From a scientific perspective, the idea that the soot stays trapped in the atmosphere is just not true. I mean, so they can't really sell that, but they can suggest it through their language and the the, the constant insistence on using the word carbon when they're actually referring to carbon dioxide, which is two different things. And I wanted to ask Mr. Scott Denning about that. Like why do they always say carbon when they when they're referring? Because when it comes to global warming, you are talking about carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and then you take the ridiculous position that it is somehow now a death gas that is going to kill us all, which is absurd. It's absolutely absurd because you can demonstrate that plants absorb extra. As, you know, up to a thousand parts per million. I don't even know. I they probably maybe crank it over that if you if you're capable. And some of these machines look pretty substantial that you could put in your greenhouse. And it's like, okay, so the plants naturally absorb it, so it's no longer in the atmosphere when the plant gets it. And they and I've and I've read stuff too talking about this is like yeah, crops and stuff will like suck the carbon dioxide out of it immediate surrounding atmosphere it's like you could take readings and it's like yeah all the plants are just just gobbling it all up it's like they're just thirsty just starving for it it's like yeah it's like life gas now it's see now the most absurdist position that you could probably take would be like oh it's killing the planet well you can listen to like john coleman he's a scientist he he invented the freaking weather channel he was a a a meteorologist for KUSI for years. And when I lived out in San Diego, I remember him quite well. He's like, it's oh, so always on TV. Oh, there's John Coleman. Yeah. he's talking about the weather. He's the weather guy. And he's come out strongly against the whole global warming thing. He says, this is ridiculous. It's absurd. Can't believe this is happening. It's going. So we're in the phase and we got people like John Coleman out there that knows better saying it's ridiculous. This Al Gore is a total lunatic. And, and so it's now it's the opposition phase. we are going to the opposition phase. But eventually it'll be regarded as self-evident because through repetition, psychic driving, and propaganda, and the fact that now the generation coming up is going to be saturated with global warming, hysteria, and propaganda, all the little school kids. And it, by the time they get of age, it'll be self-evident to them. John Coleman will be long dead. The opposition will be dead. Just, it just takes some time. And, and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson knows that and that's what he's referring to about the three phases of quote-unquote truth which is actually the three phases of lies the really big lies that's the phases that they go through and truth truth goes through two phases and I'll tell you what the two phases are it's you hear the truth and it's regarded as self-evident immediately you say yeah that's the truth when you hear the truth you know it if you're open to the truth you're, you're either you are or you're not but you hear the truth and you're like yeah that's right so it goes to that one phase, and then it's ignored. That's the two phases. Generally speaking, in our culture, it goes, truth goes to two phases. It's regarded as self-evident. You hear it, and it's like, yeah, that's true. And then the implications and everything are, are just, you could just go forward, and you live in fantasy world, and you ignore truth. In, in our culture, that's, that's, that's the two, you can quote me on that. To the truth goes to two phases. First, it's self-evident, then it's ignored. That's the two phases of truth. That's the real quote. So that's a long, long, long road to go to the quote. But yeah, I think that is more accurate. So I wanted to give that quote, but actually re rework it so that it actually makes sense. Um, yeah, but Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about something that is true, but it's not the truth. It's not in regards to the truth. It's in regards to just flat-out propaganda and just pure nonsense, which he is a proponent of. He's a propagandist, and in reality, the dude is about as anti-science as one can be. And I'm sure this, like, people hear this and be outraged. Neil deGrasse Tyson's not anti-science. He's a science. He's, he's a representative of science. No, he's a representative of uh, uh, snake oil. That's what he's a representative of. But, um, yeah, the two phases of truth. First is you hear the truth, and then it's the truth. It's just, come on. Yeah, that's true. And then you just ignore it. Generally, yeah, most people, that's how they do, you know. Oh, it's like, yeah, Sandy Hook. It's like, yeah, okay, you point this and this and that. The guy's laughing. His daughter just got killed whatever. That's wrong. That's like, yeah, there's something up with that. And then you find out all their actors, and then they're reading off gun control script, reading talking points, and it's like, oh, okay, it's obvious, like it's fake and hoax. And Alex Jones, people even say it, you know. And I think even Donald Trump said something to that effect, maybe, or he hinted at it. And then you go forward and then you just pretend that everything on TV is real, except for Sandy Hook. You don't question anything on TV. You know, if, if somebody tells you that nukes are fake and, and there's just as much or more circumstantial evidence, <laughs> even more than Sandy Hook, to establish that, oh, you know, you're still crazy because I, cause I saw them on TV. It's like, yeah, they were made, and all that footage comes out of a Hollywood studio called Lookout Mountain. It's like, uh, yeah, nukes are real, though. They're real. You're an idiot. It's like, oh, okay. So you won't even consider the possibility, even though I just told you, and you can confirm this for yourself, that they came out of a Hollywood studio? Uh, But once you look into it, and then you actually examine the footage, and you see the in inconsistencies and the outright indicators of total fabrication and then like the, the explosion is coming from behind the camera but the camera doesn't even so much as just vibrate at all even though it's supposed to be as power and then you come to the realization like yeah this stuff is fake fake as fuck it's fake it's like ah okay so then now what it's like um it's fake but uh Yeah, I'm going to back Donald Trump, even though he says that North Korea is going to kill us all with their nukes. It's like, yeah, you go, you accept it as self-evident, and then you go forward, ignore, ignore it. Ignore the implications, you don't incorporate the implications, you don't take it into your worldview. And this is common, extremely common. I think 9-11 is another big one. It's like, oh yeah, 9-11 was an inside job, quote-unquote. So maybe you're not on board with no planes. Maybe you're not, whatever, or fakery or whatever. But you know that obviously 9-11 was a total scam. Obvious. I mean, come on. This is this is one of the big ones. This is the the big one. This is so over-the-top absurd. The buildings falling in on their own foot. The building that wasn't even hit by a plane collapsing like it was controlled demolition. But, I mean, come on. How retarded is that? This whole thing is just absolutely just flagrantly blatantly absurd and then you get to 2017 and it's like oh so like what happened did we ever reinvestigate why don't we want to reinvestigate now what happened uh no, nah, just, just don't talk about it uh don't talk about it yeah it's uh, okay okay It doesn't, so you don't incorporate it into your interpretation of what's going on in politics now or whatever. It's just, yeah, let's bygones be bygones. Let's let's just let that rest. It's like, okay. Okay. Let's just still pretend that it's real. And then, uh, like uh, Alex Jones will everything that Donald Trump is his guy and he's going to he's going to set everything straight and he's going to fight the globalist and he's the real deal as he keeps calling him but Trump will tell you that we need to be scared about North Korean nukes which are fake but Alex Jones doesn't believe nukes are fake he thinks space is real and all this other nonsense uh okay but he is on the record pretty i, I mean no question about it that he's definitely a nine eleven. He is the nine eleven. was the inside job guy. He may have even coined that term. That came out of InfoWars. Are the info Warriors And then he's now regarded as establishment because he's he's got trump's endorsement and pretty openly and then he got he got he actually got a phone call he said from trump after trump got elected and thanked alex jones and he's like the inside track now uh donald we want to investigate 9-11 like nope nope ah how long ago was that that was over 10 years ago in the modern frame of the fast paced world that we live in that's like it might as well have been two centuries ago <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago oh my gosh we don't even talk about orlando shooting anymore it's like it's like ha. but i guess i should just go out on a limb and predict that we're gonna be a we're gonna probably gonna be in a new war in about under a year I'll just go ahead and say that I've kind of been skittish about predicting things. And I guess I should be because I totally missed the missed the mark on the election thing. I I thought it was going to be Hillary because my memories going back to like the 90s and stuff, it was like I even there's even people talking about it back then. It's like, oh, yeah, she's being groomed to be president. See, she's a first lady, but then she's getting all this, you know, she's going to put together a health care plan and she's the first lady. When when does this start happening? It's like, oh, they're obviously, you know, setting her up in people's minds to be president, obviously. So I thought that was going to be the case, but nah, I was wrong. So you're making predictions is like, yeah, you, it's hard to predict. In hindsight, it's 2020, right? So we got the 2020 elections. So who's going to be elected there? I don't know. I'll wait and see and then, like, look back on it and see where it's like. Yeah, 2020 is hindsight. Uh, or hindsight 2020. Um, dot, 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 dot. Uh, not sure how they could sell a new war, Anon 3 says. Uh, just like they always do. And I think that when you start hearing appeals to nationalism, uh, Alan Watt has mentioned this. He's like, yeah, we're globalist, globalist, globalist. And everything needs to be global, and we all about globalism and you know, kumbaya off, open world, open borders, blah blah blah. You start hearing about nationalism, it's like, yep, yeah, get ready to go to war. It's like it's like a switch; they can turn it off and on. It's, you know, because there's always that. Sen- there's real sentiment out there. Yeah, people like nationalism, and they want you know they don't want to be globalists and 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 all that. But uh, so there's there's that ground uh, grassroots sentiment out there sure and i think it could be switched on and appealed to and called upon when necessary and the reason why it's usually being called upon i think this makes the most sense is like yeah we're getting ready to go to war because like okay if we're all global and we're all kumbaya you don't go to war so you take the position that you're anti-war and you're you know you get the nobel peace prize like obama even though you're ramping up the wars, but nobody talks about it. And there's no anti-war protesters, even though, you know, he's putting more troops and putting more investment stuff into the current wars. And he never ended the wars when he said he was, but see he's still anti-war. And he's still the peace guy, right? It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, Mahatma Coat says, I very much doubt Chris Kendall will convert to Trumpism. So please give it a rest. Uh, no, I probably won't convert to Trumpism. It's like uh, I, I probably convert to Scientology before I convert to Trumpism. I think that L. Ron Hubbard... I mean, in comparison, as far as believability, I think maybe L. Ron Hubbard... More, more likelihood of him actually being a reincarnated space god than Trump being real. I'll just put it that way. If that's If you need anything stronger and more unequivocal than that i'll have to work on it but i think that's should suffice for now um do 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 yeah 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 well i think that if you have a system like the current system Oh, today's President's Day. I totally forgot. Oh, my goodness. Powdered Wig Man Day. Uh, no offense. No, actually, offend. get offended because I want you to be offended. Uh, you believe in Powdered Wig Man and Powdered Wig Power and Parchment Power. And that the <laughs> – I got an email. Like I said, I'm on the emailing list, so I, I – I peruse these. I don't go read the articles because it's just, yeah, I already know what's in them. I read the headlines and know what's in the article, typically. Not always, but typically. Uh, From, you know, the left and some right wing, you know, just a a sampling of, yeah, and then you get your newsletters and they send you the headlines so you can just, you know, get a a sort of a bird's eye view of what's kind of out there in the politis blogosphere or whatever. Same old shit same old shit when i since i've been observing this you know 20 years ago when i was in my 20s so actually i'm older than that 25 something years ago oh we're just one supreme court justice away from tipping the court over to uh overturning Roe versus Wade. i was like i heard that exact thing 15 freaking years ago i mean it's just a repeat rinse and repeat rinse and repeat all the same shit what was i going to say about uh powdered wig man um yeah, it's really dumb. The constitution is dumb. Yeah, it's like really dumb. No, am I an anarchist? I, I guess in a sense I am, but the you know, Lysander Spooner and all that, I think he made some really good points. I think the arguments coming from the anarchist side make the most sense. It's like, yeah, you know, okay, whatever, you want to say volunteer society or whatever, it sounds good, or maybe golden rule society, don't do, I mean, do under the, as you would have them do unto you. It's like, yeah, so if we're a Christian nation, then that should be the law, period, right? But no, we want to complicate everything, but anyway... Uh, But whatever the case, I mean, you know, everybody would have to agree that we need some kind of formula or program to kind of, you know, kind of all kind of collectively adhere to. And I just think, you know, maybe one that has some logical coherence to it, that would be maybe a good, maybe, you know, maybe one that doesn't incorporate some dudes meeting in a windowless building back in seventeen. 76, or whatever, where the public wasn't allowed to even look at what was going on. The powdered wig men were busy at work, and then they said, Behold, everybody, your constitution. This is going to be the law of the land forever. It's like, uh, 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 Really? Wow. So, so you guys are magical, then. You come out of a spaceship, or what happened? I mean. But no, I get those emails, and then one of the headlines said, uh, George Washington, like the story about him cutting down the cherry tree wasn't true i'm like uh yeah so yeah really we need to be told that you really that needs to be in an article somewhere on to put out on president's day that wasn't true it's like wow i mean wow but no it's a big dumb cult america uh i just went to the grocery store today and i got some nice groceries and i'm pretty well fed and I got a roof over my head. It was raining and I was like thankful for having the roof over my head and I was inside where it was warm. And I said, this is nice. I'm inside where it's warm. It's raining, cold, kinda of chilly out. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Definite benefits to living in civilization. Uh but, you know, the system in a lot of in a lot of respects has sort of like taken human misery and suffering and like systematized it you know I I do believe there are pedophile rings in D.C. and I don't believe they're going away they'll tell you in the history books that Greco-Roman culture was all about that it's like oh yeah why wouldn't they be I mean you go to Washington D.C. and they got Greco-Roman references everywhere so why wouldn't they be all up in the uh, whatever insidious bullcrap religion and stuff like that? I guess they're still practicing Satanism or whatever it's like, oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's not. As long as government is here, that's here to stay. So, I mean, whatever you want. If you want. But see, it's, I guess what I was getting at is based on a kind of a flawed premise that you can, like, make up a contract or some kind of legally binding document and have it <laughs> enforceable on every subsequent generation from that point on. How is that even any different from. Any kind of other ridiculous kind of fairy story. I don't know. It's really, a, it's preposterous. And it's like, oh, George Washington, you know, he was the first president and he, he, Valley Forge, and he was fought in the battles and stuff like that. And he's, you know, so he's the archetype, right? So let's suit up Trump or any of these other MFers that are president and let's get him in the battles. No, we don't do that anymore. It's like, Why? So we're we're not America anymore. I think that if that's our founding father, then we need to follow suit and suit up. It's like no, 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 no. It's like yeah, it's much a jive. Be consistent. It's like no consistency. Uh I don't want to go into it. I just don't have the energy. Uh Oh, well, just one more thing, and I'll bring in caller inners. Got three caller sinners. Uh Kelly from Scul- sculpting sent me this article, and I thought, well, this is interesting. So we was chatting a bit back and forth, and then the subject of the television licensing. So you go to if you're in Europe, Britain, and I guess Scotland too, and different European countries that you, the BBC. Enforces that you buy a license, so I guess it's broadcast television. I don't think they have cable over there. I don't, I don't, I don't guess it's all broadcast. Okay, whatever. <coughs> uh, our here's an article from the dailymail.co.uk. Our TV detector vans just a cunning contract? Uh, for decades, it's been claimed that they trap license cheats. In fact, they never led to a single prosecution. So it's talking about these detector vans. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, let me post this into the chat. So that I'm not derelict. In my f- performatories. Uh, Cunning Contric, yeah! Whoa. You mean to tell me that Cunning contract Cunning contract coming from the so-called government... You must be kidding, no. But yeah, I read through it, it's funny. So I talk about the propaganda commercials they put out where they got the dude driving down the road in the in the T V detector van. So you read through this and uh da 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 conspiracy theorists were saying that uh this was just for show. ...that they don't really work... ...conspiracy, conspiracy theory... Conspiracy, ...tinfoil hat... ...people... ...dummies... ...think the government is up to shenanigans and monkey shines... ...you idiots... ...how dare you... ...but yeah, again, it turns out to be true... ...it's pretty interesting... ...how they arrived at this... ...through these car clubs... ...because you can't get shit out of your... <laughs> ...government... ...if you want any information... You know, your public servants aren't going to fucking give it to you. So forget about it. They're not going to tell you about what they're doing, whether it's a sham or not. See, it's it's in the interest of keeping it secret because that's what they told them. It's like, oh, we can't tell you because then that'll, people will figure out how to get around the license. If they, It's like, well, if the vans work, then they're not going to get around the license, are they? But no, it's just the same claptrap you get from your so-called authorities where they can operate in secret. And it's like, oh, well, it's, you know. Usually their, their, their big one is, oh, it's national security. Shut up. We don't have to tell you anything about what we're doing. How do you think the nuke hoax gets perpetuated? It's like, um yeah, we can't tell you nothing about that because the Rus- Ruskies get our secrets. And then, and of course, it's admitted later that, oh, yeah, they... <laughs> what well, they got nukes right after we did apparently what allegedly... But see, nukes are fake, so... No, they didn't get nukes. Nobody has nukes. But uh, how do they keep the secret? Oh, well, it's national security. Well, how do you know? It's like, no, you don't know. But you believe they're real, don't you? Oh, well, the government told you. Well, do you believe in the, in the enforcement vans? Well, according to this article, this is to be believed. So they went to these car clubs where people are sort of fanatics and stuff. And I like old cars and shit, too. So I kind of get where they're coming from. And they like to... Maybe not to this extent, but they, you know, collect every kind of detail about all kind of this particular car club was into, like, mail trucks. It's like, okay, yeah, mail trucks are kind of cool. I kind of like mail trucks. Uh, but they have records of, like, they really are stick, sticklers for records and stuff. And they keep records of all these. And and they happen to keep the records for the vans. And they said, holy, 20 has ever existed. 20 has ever existed. And uh so, yeah, they were a total hoax and scam by the government. I, and I think it's a it's a good example. It's a good case study. Is like just how perceptions are managed. And if they can get you to believe that they can, you know, scan your house with these radars. And I would... I think from a technological standpoint, it's, it's possible. But there's a lot of problems with implementing something like that. And, uh... I think that's a, another subject for our, another call. It's like the implementation of technology because I talk about truth or lies going through different phases. I think that technology and the adoption of technology, go. we're going through a phase of that. But anyway, yeah, it's technologically possible. But, see, you've got to have higher technicians that kind of understand how the equipment works and all that stuff. But it's expensive, and it's high overhead, and it's like, like why – why even do that when you all you need is to generate the perception of them existing and then it has this effect that people believe it and they think they'll get caught if they don't have their license? It's an excellent case study in how government actually operates. So in reality, if you should have zero fear of the government, for one thing, and that's something that I always push. That's kind of the main theme of these calls. It's like have no fear. Of the government because the government has nothing to fear, it's a it's a it's a facade, and this is another example of that. But the first quote here, or the first comment, says, "I used to work for." This is from David Webb from London, United Kingdom, three years ago says in the comment section, I used to work for TV licensing in Leeds, West Yorkshire, and I can confirm 100% that the detector vans do not work. They are driven around each year at the beginning of the new university term after a massive mailing campaign warning that they are out to catch non-fee payers. In fact, they only knock on doors that are on the system as not having renewed their license. It's that simple. The vans are a visual deterrent only and not operational at all, which I totally believe that. Uh, and an interesting thing about not only that, but people have this uh misperception of like law enforcement in general, and uh, something that Mark Stevens will bring up at his calls, and you know, and, and, and uh, I'm yeah, grateful him to bring it to my attention. Is like, yeah, there is nothing in the law of any evidence of any uh, reciprocal how does he phrase it Reci- reciprocal obligation of of uh, allegiance in exchange for protection from the government and I'm pretty sure I know what he's talking about because I brought this up before. Reciprocal obligation. So, like, the government protects you, and then that's why you owe them allegiance and taxes and all that because they, they're they there to protect you. But it's like, no, that doesn't exist. Not according to, like, court cases and stuff. And I've talked about these. I brought these up before. Like, yeah, how, how, like, you can go to try to sue the cops. Like, there was there's been numerous examples of this. There was a recent one, a guy in a subway in New York City... There was a cops in the adjacent subway car looking in while he was being stabbed by some uh, schizophrenic crazy dude. And they would not help the guy. And they're armed. They have guns. And they just stood and watched. And he's like, okay, that's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, I'm going to sue. And the judge says, nope, there is no legal obligation for them to protect you. They don't have to. It's like, oh, that's really interesting. But see, now the perception is that they do, but they don't legal. On paper, according to the quote-unquote law, they do not. It is more about, and they'll even say this, and this is stated, it's more about the perception of law enforcement and the idea of law law enforcement that has a chilling effect on quote-unquote crime that is what they're there for. It's not actual enforcing laws. Which is, when you think about it, that is pretty much right. It's like, I don't do bad stuff because I don't want to go to jail. Well, that's... See, now, you can probably get away with 90% of the stuff that you want to do. And the cop's never going to be around to catch you or stop you, no matter what you're doing. Uh, If you keep on, can you... The law of averages eventually get caught or ratted out? Yeah, probably. But, But it's like the... It's more of a deterrent effect than it is an actual thing that's um, a real world thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a conceptual. It's conceptual. And they'll tell you that in the courts. So, yeah, so it's interesting. But, uh, <clears throat> okay. Slow down, slow it down, take it down a notch or two. Uh, got couple collars callers holding, play the bumper.
6: Do 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 do, do 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 do
3: You are listening to the Hoax Pastor's Call. To join in, call 724-444-7444. Call ID...
5: Nine oh three three seven Ba 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 do 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 Scoop doop 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 Oh South Texas Holding on the line Cobra PA Cobra P A that's a new caller in not so free mason What should I do? Let me take a survey of the chat. Should I unmute everybody at the same time? Or go from the... Start from the last call, unmute, or go... I'm waiting on the chat... To give me instructions. All right, we'll do this. The first person to enter star 8... Into their... Dial pad a little oh not so Freemason wins that one. He's so quick on the draw. What's up, dude? Hey Chris. You're the quick trigger hey, finger. Y'all. You got the star eight in there.
7: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at my, my screen right now and there's a story I wanted to tell you about. Uh that kind of went with your talking about cable, so yeah, figured I'll jump in there.
5: Now, cable, are you so, talking about cable television or just cable yeah, wire or... Yeah, cable television. Yep. Yeah.
7: Cable television, um, Bright House Networks, to be specific.
5: Excuse so, me, what's that again? Was it, let me turn it over. Bright House. The
7: Bright House, that's the, uh, the provider that I'm talking about here.
5: Right House?
7: Yeah, they, they bought out uh time warner and uh since then in the last couple i don't know months i think bright house at least that's how it is where i'm at uh they've changed uh something new like spectrum or something. but they used to be called bright house i think it's i think it's one of the bigger uh cable providers
5: i never heard of them what are they what what region of the country are they in
7: well, I'm in uh, I'm in Florida, and ah. it looks like this story might be specific to Florida, because uh, the uh, the links I'm seeing are for my my local Fox uh, network. But it's it's called Operation Bright Eyes. If you wanted, it, it sounds like you might be wanting to look at it. Uh, it's where the cable company to. Uh, they even have it on their, their own website that they are working in conjunction with uh, police and authorities so that when they come to your house and uh, hook up your cable or whatever, they, they're supposed to have bright eyes and uh, wow. snitch, basically, on anything that they see. And it's uh, part of their training and I actually got a knock on my door once, and they said that they thought I might be stealing cable. Like, and this is back when I had cable. I'm like, no, I'm, I paid for it, and they wanted to come in the house, and you know, I wouldn't let them. And I had already known about this story, so.
5: Yeah, uh, I heard Alex Jones talking about something to that effect. That, uh, yeah, they come in, and they sort of do an an inspection, make sure you ain't got anything illegal, and yeah. uh I don't know if it's the cable workers that are supposed to rat you out or if they actually bring in law enforcement on the technical calls with them, or how's it supposed to work?
7: Well, yeah, it says that they're they're just trained to uh, to keep an eye out in the community when they're when they're going out on calls. You yeah, just the regular technicians, you know, they come in and they uh, they hook up wires, and if uh, I guess if they see a, a bong on the table, they're liable to uh, and and told by the company to to contact law enforcement. Uh, county uh sheriffs orlando police they're they are all a part of it as well
5: oh well don't you want to be safe because like what if, you're, what if your neighbor is building a bomb you know and they stop them by you know they like the jihadis call up the cable dude and the cable dude shows up, and they're building a bomb. You don't. You're telling me that you don't want the cable guy to tell anybody. <laughs>
7: <laughs> no, I think I can look out for myself.
5: Uh, that's what all this is based on, really. I mean, I'm joking, but that's that's. See, they that's how they sell you these ideas. That you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want the. Yeah, we, we do really need to keep a close eye on everybody. Well, it reminds me of the San Bernardino shooting thing. I remember that, how they went into their apartment, the the lead shooters, and the media, like they said, the media broke into their apartment.
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they found, uh, what was it, a passport or something on the table, like just wide open.
5: Yeah, and then, like, scriptures from the Quran on the wall. But everything else was like any typical sort of, you know, working-class family that had a baby and had baby presents and a crib in there. Just like a totally normal setup that you would typically see of any young couple. And I think it was important for propaganda purposes to convey the idea that even your... Even your uh, normal-looking neighbors can be terrorists. I think that was important to communicate that, and that's why they did the whole nonsense about the media. Because I was, I was ranting and raving about it at the time, talking about how preposterous the idea that these these uh, talking suits are going to like violate the quote-unquote law and potentially get themselves in trouble. They would never do that, not in a thousand years. So it's completely set up. The whole thing was a, a sham and a hoax, but um, it, it, it's 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 done a certain way is what I'm trying to say, and it's to communicate certain things to the public. And I think that was an an important thing to communicate. And then they could sell you on the idea because you got that in your mind, or at least it's in your subconscious because people you know watch itself and probably forget or whatever, but it's in their subconscious so when they hear something about, oh yeah, the cable guy's spying on you," and they're thinking, "Oh, that's because terrorists, yeah, well, maybe we need that. maybe we need cable spy cable guy could can- if you ain't got nothing to hide, you shouldn't have nothing to be afraid of." Yeah, do you have any? Oh, you yeah. telling? Do you have anything to hide? Not so Freemason. Is that what you're? Are you going to confess on the hoaxbuster skull? Come clean, man. What are you hiding from the government that you don't want them to know?
7: Oh man, I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to broach that subject.
5: Well, you brought it up. No, I'm, I'm just. Sure. I'm just joking. I'm, man. I, I, I. It's just, like, yeah, you're not you're not supposed to have uh, any expectation of privacy anymore. That's, and then it's all in the name of keeping us all safe. Like we, we need to all be safe.
7: Yeah. I think it's funny how we, we get these feelings that, uh, or, you know, somebody, most people do the reason they have the fear of the terrorists or, or whatever that this, these cable men are protecting us from the source of that uh, propaganda is, you know, their company to begin with or the the parent of the parent company of their company. It's, I don't know, it's all, (laughs) it all just kind of weaves together. It's a beautiful uh, propaganda quilt. Oh, I'm sorry if this train's too loud. I'm outside.
5: I'll go inside. Mm, actually, I can't even hear it.
7: Oh, okay.
5: So it's not. We coming hear the
4: Hoaxbusters train is what we hear, right, Chris?
5: Hey, what's up, Damon? How you doing? Hoaxbusters train, bringing fresh goat milk oh. from Damon's farm. Yeah. To you.
4: I, I was there it is. Everybody on the. The status of a goat herd—you gotta keep them marginally healthy and slip them for a buck when you can. And yeah. And that, that's the way our—that's uh, the way the elitists treat us. Elitists treat us. That rhymes. That's funny. So hey, I was calling in. I heard your call last week with Lynn, and I kind of—I um, was calling in to tell you that I see where Lynn was going. I don't know if she ever got to her point, but I think where she was going—we've talked about this before—was. Uh, you know whether anything is real or not. What is noble? What can you do that's noble? Not what's going on. So I don't. She never got to that point, but I think, I think, you know, she was trying to make sense of a fake news story, not to rehash it too much, but to make sense of a fake news story. And she kind of thought there was something real within the fake news story, and she was kind of outraged over it, and felt like other people should be outraged about this so-called real portion of this fake story that occurred. But, you know, really, I think uh, the part that really should be questioned isn't the fake story. It's really like, okay, well, what do you do? And we've talked about, like, what you do, Chris, and, you know, I've told you this before. I think what you do is noble, uh, educating people. And when people find this podcast, they're uh, you know, they they resonate with it because a lot of stuff you're saying is absolutely, I won't say absolutely true, but it has a certain ring to it and resonance to it that uh, makes a lot of sense. And especially when you call people. And these organizations, then you like, uh, you know, you put the truth in their face, and they have no answer for it, and and they really don't want to get into it with you because you're not in the club, and I'm not sure that's what it comes down to a lot of the time. Is that, you know, you're not on their peer level, or you're not in the club, or you're not their associate. You know, you just like somebody calling them, so they really don't owe you an answer to anything. So. So my point is, I think what you do is noble, but what everybody has to ask themselves, like uh, Sean, who uh, was who's cussing him out, like cussing Lynn out last week and stuff. I mean, you know, he's looked into the truth for himself and found it, but what is he doing that's noble about it? I mean, you know, coming on the call and just cussing about it. Well, I mean, that helps sometimes. I mean, he's made a lot of connections, and I think that's awesome. I've learned some stuff from him about the connections and the relationships between uh, people that have come up. But at the end of the day, you know, all of us have to ask ourselves. You know, we have this knowledge of what we call truth, and it's like, okay, well, what are you doing about it? So, and I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I got, I mean, I got a JOP just like everybody else, and I haven't figured out how to transition out of that into something, you know, into just farming, straight farming. And I've tried that several times, but man, agriculture is just like, I mean, it's it's like you have to do mass farming, whether you're trying to grow bamboo. You're trying to grow, uh, grapes for wine. You're trying to keep your family fed for the acre garden. You're trying to keep your goats happy. Maybe you got a couple of cows, which I've had before. I mean, it ain't, it ain't easy. It ain't cheap. And there's a lot of time it takes. And I'm not saying it's not noble and it's not worth it. But at the end of the day, everybody has to ask themselves what's noble. And I think what Lynn was outraged about is that on Hoaxbusters, when, uh, she came on, I, she, at first, she really resonated with everyone, and then she's like, well, what are they doing about all of this? And obviously, Chris, you got a mission plan, but what is everyone else who's figuring all this stuff out doing about this? And I think that's the part where she was saying, hoax busters spells, and I don't think that's on you, Chris. I think that's on all the listeners who call in and just listen and, and uh, try to poke holes in all the media story. Uh, which isn't a bad thing. I think that's a good thing because, I mean, it really alleviates a lot of the fear, kind of like Marcus Allen's talking about not the name drop, but, uh, you know, that really, what is there to fear? I mean, really, you need to live your life and live your dream and go do something about everything that's going on for yourself, not necessarily for the rest of the goats in the herd, but for yourself, you know? Mm. So so I think that's what Lynn was talking about. I don't know if she ever got that for Maybe that's not what she's talking about, but that's the point. I got from her big debate, or not even debate, but just getting, you know, slammed by a lot of the guys on the call, uh, was, you know, what are you doing that's noble? After you, after you learn all this stuff, you know, you gotta you got to change your lifestyle. Like you, Chris, you talked about this. You stopped uh, drinking. I think, I think you stopped drinking beer a long time ago. Maybe you still have one occasionally, but, uh, you know, when you do a little bit of research on beer, I mean, the stuff's not good for you. One thing I mentioned in the chat was that uh, goats always are looking for somebody to take care of them, and they're always looking for a way to die. And I kind of like applied that to people, too. Uh, people need someone to like lead them and tell them what to do, and, but really we don't. I mean, we don't really need that. And,
0: hey, well, Damon, I can tell you, I can tell you what I'm doing. But it ain't much, but I can tell you what I'm doing. I ain't never that voted is? in my life. I'm sorry, I've what? Heard. I ain't never voted in my life. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good, man. That's a good start. I do not participate. I have not had a bank account in damn near 20 years. Wow. I have not filed income tax in damn near 20 years. That's noble. They can come get my ass. That's good, man. I bet your list paid her shit. Well,
5: (laughs) maybe. Maybe so. I got a bank account. I
0: live in my fucking truck. That's right. Yeah, I've lived in my that fucking course. truck. Remember three weeks it, ago was talking about man? I couldn't imagine someone living in a goddamn fucking uh, storage shed. I've lived in one for fucking six months in Austin, Texas. Well, the, I mean, and everybody, everybody me has
4: that for themselves too, you know. Like, yeah, do you think I've
0: lived cute? this shit. That's how I can see it. That's why yeah, I'm I can, can. or where the
7: fuck she is.
4: Right,
0: and I, and I think you know back to you know
4: you're saying you're about talking about your experiences. I mean, this there's, there's, some people may say, "Oh, well, he's a you know an anarchist. He's not part of the system. That's why he'll never have I ain't nothing." Anything. But
0: I ain't nothing. But in your own mind, I don't mind, fucking believe in nothing. I can't. It's nothing. Yeah, in your own mind, mind it's all silly it's
5: to me. My mind yeah, has
0: li- much, my mind makes nothing makes sense in my mind. Yeah, yeah you're living in your code. You're living your no your noble code, man. That's
4: awesome. I mean that, that's what each man's got you know? to do. We hard work.
0: Hard fucking work. That's what it is. Hard yeah, fucking we got to live out our lives, and
4: and is no. We got at the end of the day, all of us have to look ourselves in the mirror. We have to live with ourselves. So yeah.
1: you know. I mean, yeah. I've
4: been. I have a bunch of children, so it has been
0: really hard to try to transition. That's respectable. Into- I wish I could do that. I can't do that. I couldn't. Do, I can't make. An, I can't earn enough for my kids, dude. I know, man. It's
4: uh, it's been so hard. I've, I've tried to make a living at doing goat farm. I had up to sixty goats at one time. I tried to, uh, I tried doing a garden just to live off our garden for like six months. Man, we just we couldn't do it. I tried to live off goat the goats that we were slaughtering and the. uh really? and had some cows and man, and it was the inputs. Let me tell you, I I know a lot of people uh, in the agriculture community started, A lot of stuff I got on the super cheap, and it was still like. I mean, it's still hard to break into
0: That I won't call it an industry. I, but it's still I, I work for a living. I'm a landscaper. It's raining. I don't work. I don't fuck with the mud, but I work hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. I do I, work. I fucking day. work hard. That's more about two and a half Mexicans. I work hard. So,
4: and I don't know how you had time to find out all the connections that uh, that you're able to bring well, up. On I'm a old
0: man. It's taken me years and years.
5: Really? How old are you, Sean? sound
0: like a young man. I'm 44 years old. Oh, please. <laughs> You're um. like only two years older than me, man. Don't call yourself old. Oh, uh, we're old. Uh, you. How many kids you got in now? Eight? It I
7: you.
4: got
0: eight, eight, eight man. man. You're an old man. I got eight.
4: They're making me old, that's for sure. But it's all good. It's by choice,
1: so. Well,
5: but look how many business people business. are on the call tonight. We got, like, a whole bunch of people. This is like a starting of a new movement. And, like, eventually, at the rate of uh, the way that the listenership has been expanding, I think in another 30 years we may have enough to get, like, some kind of a movement going well, and overtake we'll take the it. planet. What's that well, you again?
1: Know, listened, um, have, a,
5: have a picnic? Like, to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll schedule a picnic and we'll get together and then branch out from there and just re just hijack the system and, and take it over. No, uh, well a new what co- would it be a new constitution? I've proposed this before and I can't get anybody to get on board with it. It's that and and I think yeah there is a fundamental flaw. It's like you have to source the uh, magic powdered wig powder somewhere. I don't know where do you get the original shit. That's the thing. And then you get, you uh, you can rent out probably a Masonic Lodge or something, a Masonic Lodge hall, and then draft up a brand new constitution, man, and then usurp the other one. And then when somebody says, hey, that's not legit, say, yeah, we had powdered wigs, it was in a closed door session, Uh, it's written on parchment with quill pins. So, yeah. have it delivered
0: by reindeers.
6: have have reindeers deliver it. (laughs)
5: now sean that sounds Dang. that sounds like you're trying to make it into a joke well no reindeers I, I think maybe that's a good idea i don't know how the that's how it starts it
0: starts with santa santa's the first part of wig man His fat ass sneaks down your skinny chimney
5: he was the original Oops. powdered wig man and then he went did he go bald on top or i forget
0: he has that sweet hat where he hides treats yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I listen to this. Makes sense. I listen to this to uh,
4: other podcasts, which I don't usually promote podcasts on your show, Chris, but uh, it's Snap Judgment. It's from, like, national propaganda radio, but uh, when I drive into work, I listen to the, uh, the, there's, like, stories on there. So one of the stories was uh, My Private Utopia, and it was on the uh, show called Man on a Mission, and this guy worked And he built, uh, he built something in computers and made a bunch of money. And anyway, he bought all this acreage and he started like a nature retreat for people to grow their own vegetables and like live in tents in a community. And it it just all—he tells the whole story of how it went south, and the guy had like a nervous breakdown. And but you know, I, I thought about this story and I thought, you know, I wonder if this is just all like to make people think like we can't live like tribal people in a civilized manner anymore. Like the whole story was just a, maybe it was real, or maybe it wasn't, but um, I was just, you know, I see the fear factor side of it. Like, oh, yeah, if you ever tried this, it would completely fail. You'd have a nervous breakdown, and you'd have to go back into society, and you basically go back into society with nothing because the guy had everything, right? He had money. and But I just thought it was, whether it's real or not, is irrelevant but it's basically a story about how a guy tried to go out and build like a new constitution like they drafted bylaws and for their community well that's uh, what
5: i'm trying to say damon i mean i did they have powdered wigs on did they have the right powder that's 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 the question (laughs) they went off the rails So i'm glad we're talking about this on president's day because i think it's important you need a marble
0: building you need lots of marble lots
5: of marble you think in marble yeah well, I mean, maybe line. you work at landscaping so you marble. could come across some marble, Sean. I yeah. mean, yeah, we got to get something going. We can't just sit around and talk from now on. Uh, yeah, the powdered wig, I'll try to work on that to find and source the correct powder. I don't know if it's a DIY thing or it might be like a, I'll have to do like the Nicolas Cage National Treasure Hunt thing, go to Washington, D.C. and go into the catacombs and find it. Maybe one of those old powdered wig dudes are in the catacombs under Washington, D.C., and I could scrape some of that powdered wig powder off one of their heads. And then, hey, it's off to the races. And you try stopping try stopping us then. And then it's, it's like, 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 hey, they, they catch us. This is like a movie. It could be a movie. And then they, they track us down. I got the powdered wig powder. I'm trying to smuggle it back. I'm on buses. I'm on trains. I'm on and then they're, i'm getting past security and everything and i'm smuggling the powder wheat powder i got just enough for we got we need how many wigs we need like nine wigs and we got the wig we got sure Sh- right. sean's getting the wigs right. damon's got the wigs making wigs he's weaving wigs out of goat hair uh <laughs> like the proper powdered wigs and the authorities are just right nipping at our heels and it's like and 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 uh we got some other individuals getting the ink, we need getting the parchment. We
0: need, we need some quill pins.
5: The quill pins, and it's like, man, we're just like, so that close that to that drafting a new constitution.
0: Like, hey, new rule, I'm in charge.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then the and then the SWAT team breaks in the door as the last signature goes on. It's like, ah, too late. And then they yeah. and they look down. They look at the parchment. They see the signatures, and they just hand they hand their guns over to us. You win.
0: <laughs> East drive, that's all.
5: Checkmate. <laughs> it's over. We did it.
0: You ever need TV?
5: Well, yeah. You just you got to, to get, get plan. the. plan. You just got to have a plan, exactly.
0: I need the plan of like 300 million gullible followers.
5: That's the and next... Powder that's powder. maybe the more difficult part. But that's the... I don't know. It's hard. It's not easy. All well,
0: you need is a couple TV channels, and you can get the 300 million global followers. Make yeah. I mean,
1: music.
0: Make a couple, you know, take over the music, dude. Take over the TV and the movies.
5: <coughs> kidnap the Lady Gaga, put her in a powdered wig. Make her outfit yeah, he a little bit wig. more skimpy than before so that it ratchets it up the potential. Put her on stage. I don't know. How do you do it? How do you form a nation? It's it's interesting.
4: Transparency. You're on a need to know basis. Transparency. <laughs> need to know basis. So, you know it's oxymoronic. You, it, everything's transparent, but you're on a need to know basis. So you could do it. That's the way they. That's the way they've always been doing it. Oh, we're so transparent. We're telling you everything's going on and. You know, uh, Governor so and so was running this little pedophilia ring and whatever, da 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 da. And if that was going on everywhere, everybody would be found out. Elliot pictures of the world and the uh, uh, what's the guy's name, John, uh, not Kerry, the other John. Uh, um, I don't remember. Edwards, John Edwards, yeah. So yeah. they they, un- they uncover a little bit of corruption. And they say everything's transparent. And yeah, and then and, uh, and but really, you're on a need to know basis. So yeah. That's how they do it. Uh, Need to know basis only. But I, I, uh, I don't know if Lynn's ever going to come back to the call. But I really enjoyed her. Or
5: well, her she's insight. always invited. I'll have to say that. I did mute her last time, but uh no, no ill intent. It was just that I was sure. yeah. I have to get kind of. I have to maintain some semblance of structure. So it's kind of like a, uh, well, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all I was well, she saying. Can, I'm not, she can come I, back on. I'm about to hang up. Now, well, I, all I was saying
4: is that her narratives for, you know, I mean, she had a lot of classroom narratives,
0: it sounds like, which is okay. I mean, sometimes you need that. To, to, oh, but yeah. sometimes <laughs> I, just, I just hope she knows who Daniel Coy Gilman is now. Yeah, Everybody right. Google that exactly. out there. Check them out. Yeah, we well, see. And
4: for you to know about him, you had to know the perspective. You had to know the narrative, and then you found out. Oh, well, this guy helped conduct the narrative, and this guy helped build the narrative. And it was easy to see the connections for this guy to everything that's going on around him. So the narrative kind of helps you dig deeper into all the connections and the relations. If if that's something
0: you really that's need all to it know. is. Narrative. That's all it is. There's no space. Absolutely. Yet. Yeah. There's no atoms. It's it's all narrative. It's stories. We don't know Totally. There's no DNA. We don't know we have no idea what's going on. I have no idea. I I don't have yeah. a freaking really clue, but I'm cool with it. No, yeah, I absolutely hear you. But sometimes
4: some people like, when I first got started and all this, I mean I had to have the narrative start somewhere. Okay, what are they telling us? Here's the narrative. And from there you have to break it down, Well the narrative is wrong. Here's what really happened, here's who was behind it and here this guy is related to this guy who knows this guy, and they worked together on this and made this foundation and this organization that influenced the Seven Mountains of Culture, which, by the way, brings up a good point, Chris. Um, i talked to a buddy of mine who's working on a PhD, and, you know, he's totally in la-la land and academic. But he did bring up an interesting point, so i got a question for you, Sean, uh, or whoever's on the call. So what percentage of the population do you think is gay? seriously like I mean if you took a poll uh, of have idea.
0: more every day
5: I think zero percent because I don't think there's any such thing as gay I think okay. there's people who have in the uh, have the I guess you could call it you could you could call it a dysfunction or a so I probably if people have that to one degree or another because they they'll even tell you that there's such a thing as sexual fluidity and that it's 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 really apparent among lesbians and then they'll then they'll be like oh i'm lesbian and they're like hardcore lesbian and then next thing you know they're like married to some dude it's like what happened it's like oh i i changed my fluidity changed it's like oh really yeah, they were well, you know, there's no gay there's no gay people. No, it's, a,
6: you watch, it's a construct. Yeah.
5: No, but it's real it's a real it's a real expression of a of a uh, probably a developmental that's that's what makes the most sense. So you get broken homes and and screwed up family dynamics and all that and that's what creates it. But it's like it's it's probably like pretty similar to the same thing that kind of creates alcoholism and other dysfunctions and it should be categorized that way but it's not it somehow got translated into this idea that it's some identity but it's not so it's actually another fiction but not saying that people don't have those feelings but they're not but they are their feelings as a result it's like it 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 would be more better understood as the same kind of feelings that prompt people to want to like drink all the time you know, it's like a yep. it's a dis, it's a disorder. It's like a disordered state. It's a disrupted state. It's like a it's like a uh, uh, a uh, a wound that is, you know, people are trying to find uh, a fix for it. And then, you know, if you say like, "Oh, OK, where's the evidence for that? It's like, well, look at the so-called uh, homosexual culture. Like, what do they What is typical is that yeah, promiscuity. They go from partner to partner, and it's it's like a never ending kind of search. Well, they're searching for something. It's like a quest for. It's like a. They call it a reparative drive. I've heard it described as that, which is Mm -hmm. like a. And and it should be regarded that way. Does that mean? So I I say that, and I brought this up with autism too. like Like, what is autism? Is it a disease? It's like yeah, you got the kid banging 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 their head against the wall and stuff like that. Yeah, something's wrong. Some, something in their development went wrong. So, yeah, it's like and they point to the vaccines. Yeah, I, I believe that. Probably has something to do with that. But anyway, it's a it's a disorder. So do you hate well, the autistic kids for pointing that out? And then there's people now that are actually suggesting that, yeah, it's hateful to, to say it's a disorder. It's like hate speech. And then people are actually seriously proposing that. And then we need to call it neurodiversity. Yeah, seriously. It's like, well, it's like no. It's a disorder. For the so something's wrong.
4: We'll say that gay means that someone identifies as being homosexual. So, so the CDC did a cumulative and qu- quanti- qualitative or quantitative study. Maybe it's both. It's like one of the most expensive studies you can do. I usually don't reference statistics or anything. However, in academia, statistics is all that matters, and they write research papers and PhD papers and master's papers and all this stuff. So Basically, you have seven mountains of culture. You have religion, politics, art. Um, I don't remember all seven. Um, religion, politics, art. I don't know, help me out here. Language, uh, uh, media. Uh, I think uh, uh, not wardrobe, but uh, how you dress. I don't remember the other one, but there's seven mountains of culture. And basically, if you look at the homosexual people who identify as homosexuals, you would think that 60 to 80 percent of the country is homosexual, but the CDC did a study, and there was only 2.3 percent of the population that identified themselves as homosexual, meaning not 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 bisexual, but just straight homosexual that they identified as uh, wanting to be with or longing after the same-sex partner, and 2.3 2.3 percent and and look at what has happened to the seven mountains of culture they've been completely like infiltrated by this very very small extremely rare uh, fortune of a minority of our culture so yeah it, it was basically he was just bringing up the point of of how it is so rampant within all the culture and how did it happen and of course it, we all we know it was engineered because it's the breakdown of the family which he didn't want to hear what I had to say on that because I'm not a PhD, I'm not as peer. I only have a bachelor, so you know I'm 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 not educated to talk about that. So which he listened to me, but I can clearly tell he really wasn't hearing what I was saying, which is okay. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, 2.3 percent of the population, and he he brought that study to my attention. And like I said, I don't I'm not a big believer in stats, but in academia, that's all they go by. Yeah, these statistics because these statistics set the agenda for the day for future research and um, future agendas and all of that. So these these polls and stuff that they write are very important in academia. And, um, you know, I, uh, I I thought that was amazing. I mean, most, most Americans would say at least a minimum of 25% of the population. I said 12%. So I thought it was that high at least. But you know, again, for the definition purposes, being gay means that you uh, long or want to be with someone of the same sex. So, two point three percent—that's incredible, absolutely incredible.
5: Yeah, then you got to incorporate That's- what what is bisexuality, what is sexual, like I was talking about sexual fluidity. So that so that figure can change at any minute, right? So it's it's all sure. it's all really ill-defined and vague it's because you're you're dealing what you're you're dealing with a psychological condition and that uh yeah there's you hear too that people have spontaneously went from being you know exclusively gay to like straight it's like well how does that happen <laughs> it's not it's not it's already been proven to be biologic not not have anything significant to do with biology because uh according to if you go by these twin studies they've conducted well yeah i guess there's been a lot of study on this and you can go look at that stuff up and it's like yeah it's only like a certain percentage of twins i don't know 12 percent or something like that or maybe even higher that i'm not sure exactly but that was according to the most extensive twin study that was ever conducted i think it was in australia where they had like 2,000 sets but, of twins I, or something do, like that. I don't know. Every twin in Australia I, I do, was was surveyed, I think.
4: I do have a caveat, and I did laugh out loud when I read this. Uh, do you want to guess how many participants took part of this poll? <laughs> Just take a wild guess, Chris. You, you'll never guess, I'm sure.
5: Uh,
4: uh, you'll never guess how many participants were in this
5: Thirty-three. <laughs>
4: Thirty-three
5: thousand. <laughs> oh yeah, thirty-three thousand. Thirty-three thousand. Wow. Yeah,
4: thirty-three thousand participants. I mean, I had to laugh out loud so hard when I saw that. I didn't even get into the numbers with them about thirty-three thousand participants. But of course, so here's the numbers for you: the gay population is two point three percent, twenty-three. Then you have thanks to American or think to the Americans think the number is thirteen times higher. And then there
5: were thirty three thousand
4: participants. Wow, yeah. I don't know. I just I had to crack up the numbers and the numbers were very, very funny, but, but who yeah, who knows what
5: yeah, they there's that famous Kinsey study about sexual deviancy and all that and they said yeah, he was getting I mean, you could take science and statistics and skew them any way you want. But he he right. he said yeah most of the data he got was from prison populations like uh, <laughs> yeah you're gonna get higher <laughs> rates of homosexuality in prison everybody knows about prison gay being prison gay it's like it's like yeah it's ridiculous but no it's like and and then still that study is like the landmark study that everybody re- still refers to this day it's absurd but no yeah, that's science for you so yeah it's uh, obviously twisted and skewed to serve agendas that's the thing about so-called science it's like it's it's totally manipulated Uh, you know you don't have to look far to find evidence for that but still people refer to it as if it's some as something tantamount to empirical proof when you bring up something that's peer-reviewed it's like no it's like a peer review according to people who again according to people who are intimately involved in peer review like Presiding over the peer review process, the very people say no. There's not much to it, not according to what they say. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with what the people involved, like the the editor of the Lancet, says about it. Myself, but you know, it's, then again, it's, I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about belief systems, like what people yeah. like put faith in yeah, yeah. stuff that it's like that's totally unfounded. But it it. And then you got the Internet today and you could you could find this stuff out on your own if you're willing to look at it. It's like but it's like, uh, yeah, what about the global warming scientists? Find them. I found a list on Wikipedia, the climate scientists. And I started perusing the list and I kind of went through and there's like, OK, this is not a consensus list. I mean, I was I found people that were like not on board with it. Some that were some that were very on board with the idea. And it's like, OK, we're. Where is the ninety-seven percent? Where is it? Right. It's like I don't know. Maybe it's out there somewhere. But but even if I did well, like, find yeah. it, that's that's not proof of anything. That's actually like yeah. you know, it's like actually more evidence that it would be some some uh, chicanery going on. Ninety-seven percent, really, that many people believe on one thing. That's that's unprecedented, right? They say even scientists that in science that's not that's not typical. But you know, that's you keep hearing that over and over. But see, the propagandists know that if you just keep repeating something over and over, like it's a fact, that people will adopt it, start parroting it, and then it it might as well be fact according to the the, the average person. They'll they'll start to believe it, like it's like it's a uh, you know, sun rising in the uh, <laughs> what is the sunrise well, in the east? It's, yeah, it's, east.
4: It's, yeah, it's just like today. <laughs> people who used to talk about global warming back in the uh, early 2000s and late 90s, uh, a lot of people that groups ran with were very conservative and Republican-based, and now it's like they say, well, we admit global, uh, we admit climate change, because there's always climate change. It's like they're now they're having to, I mean, which has always been going on, but they wouldn't even concede that point in the beginning, and now they're starting to concede that, because the propaganda just pounds them every day, and Again, just like global warming, if you look at the seven mountains of culture and uh, what it's doing for economies and what it's doing for new industries like solar and wind power, and I'm not saying those things are bad or maybe not even not necessary. All I'm saying is that what it's doing for those industries, it's having an influence because that's the agenda. And you're told about it, told to care about it, because you're told to care about it. Otherwise... Like you mentioned on the call last week, you know they only tell you what they want you to know and what they want you to care about. You know, you're finding about rapes in Europe because for some reason they want you to be maybe afraid or think your country's being taken over by rapists. I, I don't know what the agenda is, but mm-hmm. it's being put out there for you to consume. Period. So
5: yeah, I've, you know it's like a, what we choose what and. That's uh, something that comes up time to time. It's like uh, some. This like a term I should bring up to add to it. Is that uh, risk assessment? Like, what's a real risk assessment? I mean, like what, like what are your odds of getting into a you know automobile accident? Does that keep you from taking road trips or stuff? It's like yeah, you gotta you gotta weigh the risks, right? And like uh, so, like what what do you need? Some kind of bearing on what is risky behavior and what is not, based on some. You know, people that are going to base this on statistics. Why is that word hard to pronounce? Statistics. It's not that hard to pronounce anyway. Yeah, statistics. Like what? Oh, like dying in an air crash. That's another one that's like comes up. It's like, what are the odds? It's pretty slim to none just about. And I brought up like, oh, you could find all those articles about cops raping women. And I wanted to clarify something there is like I my intent wasn't to get people all worked up or uptight about cops. But I mean, I was just making the point that the case could be made. But still, statistically, the the chances are probably pretty slim that, you know, female if, if you're a female, you're going to get raped by a cop, you know. But then the likelihood that you'll be raped by a cop, as compared to a uh, illegal immigrant, is probably orders of magnitude like way higher in comparison. Yeah. So that's like risk assessment. Like, what do you like? What what are you making this risk assessment? What are you basing it on? Good point. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's the point I was trying to make. It's like, um, yeah, I, it's uh, yeah. I wasn't to strike fear into people's heart about the government. Because I got like a a point to point out. It's like, how often do you see a cop anyway? Uh, Occasionally I see one. I saw one today on the way to the post office, which is closed for President's Day, by the way. Uh, Which, okay, whatever. I guess it's Powdered Wig Man Day. We've got to close up shop. But, okay, whatever. I needed to get out anyway. But, yeah, I saw a cop. And then it was like, uh, I passed it on the way to the post office. It was sitting on the side of the road. And on the way back, it's like, oh, there's not even any cop. It's just an empty car sitting there. I guess they had speeders coming through that road. And I never speed, by the way. I rarely ever speed. I just, like, what's the point in speeding? I don't see any point in it. It's like I'm just thinking in terms of uh, if I was traveling in a horse and carriage and then use that as a point of reference. It's like I'm going way the hell faster than anybody did in the (laughs) horse and carriage days. You know what I mean?
4: You mean you don't respect George Washington who laid the
2: cornerstone of the big goat barn known as America
5: uh do I
2: he founded the cornerstone
3: Chris
5: yeah he the was a mason he and laid all down well I'm not a freemason so I don't I don't know all about all that jive yeah it was all freemasonic you stuff to.
4: you're a patriot
5: uh, is that the same thing? I think it is. Like, if you're Patriot, you're also a Freemason. Because it's a Freemason, it's a Freemasonic country. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Patriot. I'm not a powdered wig worshiper. Or a parchment worshiper. I don't know what the parchment, I don't know what, like you write, write something down on parchment and then that's it's like a law. It's weird. It's really strange. If you well, I, I think about it, about it, it's that. really bizarre, but they... What oh, somebody sent to? me... Uh, I should bring this up. I, I was going to post it. A lot of times I get stuff, and then uh, sometimes I get... It's weird how I get email. I get, like, a lot at once, and then I won't get any for a little bit, and then I'll get a, it's, it's strange how, like, people will email me at the same time. I don't know. I can't... Sometimes I get... Uh, Sidetrack. somebody sends me a link i'll go check it out and i'll i'll forget to respond back or something but yeah just to let everybody know it's kind of i'm i'm really scatterbrained on stuff sometimes and like uh i mean to post up but yeah somebody sent me one about the vault that the constitution is in and it goes underground and everything it's like this very elaborate sort of spring-loaded contraption that like <laughs> in case of a nuclear attack the Constitution goes in a safe, <laughs> a safe space, under the, <laughs> under the thing. It was like I don't know. It's funny. I was gonna yeah, post it. I was funny. like, I don't know how many people will think it's funny as I do. I don't know, but it's just, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's like, man, how ridiculous are we as a quote unquote nation? It's like really, it's, it's well, insane. Didn't uh, I think?
4: I think it was Bush. I think he said this just. I don't know if he even said it, but there was always a rumor that George Bush had said that the Constitution is just a piece of paper. <laughs> this is was yeah. creating homeland security and like violating the Constitution, suspending, uh, as uh, Keith Olbermann put it, suspending habeas corpus.
5: Suspending habeas? What does that even mean? Habeas corpus <laughs> is the is the right to not
4: right to
5: a, tr- <laughs> right to a trial. It's like, yeah, I don't... Do I really want a trial? I don't know. It's, uh... Just take me to freaking jail if you're going to do it. Quit threatening and dicking around. It's a court bullshit. It's like, what are we going to figure out? The last time I went to court, it was like... It was like for a seatbelt ticket, and they're like asking me questions, and I, I told them... I said, okay, no disrespect or whatever man but i, I told him i said i don't know what you guys are talking about because you're talking legalese and i don't talk legalese man i like you could be saying one thing and mean something totally different and you know that and it's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I, I said it pretty loud in front of like several people and they were just like staring at me i was like i don't i was just being honest like i don't, you're talking about dry what do you mean like you you're like and you're trying to get me to like confess to something, and do I have a so called Fifth Amendment, or what are you doing it's just ridiculous it 's like uh. but they eventually i I came back later and I talked to the city attorney guy or whatever that uh handles that and i I just pointed out like yeah it's not that i've told this a hundred times but it's It's illustrative of over the point. it's well, like, that, yeah, your law doesn't even say I violated it. And, you know, if it does, you know show me to it. show me the definition of truck, which says it is it right here in plain English that it's exempt right along with motorcycles, trucks, and I said, I was driving a yeah, truck I said I was driving a truck, I mean, yeah, it was a pickup, but you don't have any definition, where can I get the real definition? He says, no, you're right, um yeah, we'll drop the ticket. I said, oh okay, good, I, maybe you made a mistake, I don't know. That's my approach. I don't mm-hmm. go in there. I don't go in there like I'm um, some know anything right. about the law at all. It's like I just know that I have some degree of reading comprehension. That's all I'm saying. It's like, does this read right to you or what? I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's like that. It worked that time, but not that. That's gonna. I don't know. It's well, that's crazy. What my,
4: this is what my dad always debates me about on my position. About government and not voting and uh, not being part of the uh, the uh, ceremony, basically, they conduct. And he says, okay, well, if you elect, if you vote for a city mayor and the city council proposes a law and the mayor vetoes the law and the law is to protect people and someone gets hurt because the law didn't get made, should you have voted for a different mayor or been out and voted your conscience about this mayor? And he gets into tries to create these scenarios where mayors don't veto laws or city ordinances like against deploying a gun within city limits. Because when I lived in Wachahachie, they made a law that said that you could, it was a misdemeanor to shoot a gun within the city. And it was like a fine of $400. They take your firearm. It wasn't a felony unless you did property damage. So like they wrote these laws about deploying a gun. And so my dad's point is, well, Okay, so if the politicians make the laws and you're not part of the process of making the laws, then how how do you expect to have change against the laws or, or change the laws or make sure they're annulled or take them out? And so I asked them to show me one place in history where any laws had been annulled that were of any consequence, and you couldn't. Obviously, I'm asking a, a question that would be hard for anyone. It's not like I know of any laws that have ever been annulled. I'm, I'm sure maybe laws have been annulled potentially. I mean, I've heard of uh, you know the three strikes law, the three felony laws, and that got that got and that got got not endorsed, but it got uh, enacted, and then it got revoked, and then it got reenacted. I think in California a couple times, or in New York is one of those states, or Jersey. But um, <coughs> but yeah, so so his point is oh, okay. Well, because my dad's always telling me that unless you're involved in politics, that uh, you know, you're you're in Noble. You're you're basically not doing the American um, you know civic duty or whatever in American democracy. Yeah, and because you're not participating, laws are being made that uh, are unconstitutional and so, you know, I bring up things like, Oh, well could you have stopped George Bush's homeland security? And do you think you could have stopped uh you know, the 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 fair deal that FDR came out with? I mean you really think any of – I said all these scenarios are created to enact laws. So whether you voted for someone or not is irrelevant because all these scenarios are created for politicians to be to, to vote on these laws. I mean, 9-11, you had the whole – be it being, or whatever that guy's name is – had the whole Patriot Act written up like two days or 11 days or I forgot <laughs> how long it was, but then – uh, this uh, Vietnam Vietnamese guy had written the whole Patriot Act in like this incredible amount of, of time, you know, like uh, and enacted it. Congress was voting on it like in eleven days.
5: Yeah, but he you know, here's know the, the numbers, well, here's the thing about it. It's that uh, yeah, and you hear this too with you know, okay, Trump getting elected and then he's promising to repeal Obamacare or the TPP or what have you, and and I'm thinking. Wait a minute. You're going to repeal laws? Okay. What are we talking about here? We're talking about laws that have been enacted by the will of the people, Damon. People voted for Obama and he put, he enacted the Obama, the health care, what is it, Affordable Care Act, which was, um, you know, required, you know, f- forces you to pay insurance companies for insurance. It's, you know, health care for all. But, you know, you're, you're, penalize if you don't pay whatever it's like whatever it is i don't know people i don't know if people like it or don't like it i don't hear much about it but oh whatever it's the will of the people is it not certainly if you believe in government and the way it's set up whatever you get is the will of the people by extension why do you want to repeal any law at all you need to accept it it is your will that's you that's being expressed you know, when we go to our next war, which is I, I believe is shortly coming up, we're going to be in a new war soon uh, that is a reflection of the, the people's will. That's what you voted for. You voted for a new war. Um, anything that they do is, is, as your representatives, is the will of the people. It's a reflection of the will of the people, right? Why do you want to repeal any law, Damon? Why would you want to? You should ask your dad that. It's like, why would I want to repeal any law? This is the will of the people. The, the, our representatives represent us, and then when they do something, it is a reflection of the will of the people. Or do they represent us, or don't they? So, I mean, I, I don't get it. Why, why do you want to repeal any law? It's like, oh, they're unconstitutional. It's like, wait a minute, are you a constitutional scholar? Are you a constitutional lawyer? Do you know any? Do you know? I would say, hey, do you know, pops? Do you, you know what you're talking about? Are you it, are you a legal scholar? Do you have how much? Do you have any degrees in law? That's what I would ask them. It's like, how do you know what's constitutional or not? You have to defer to the Supreme Court. It's like I've talked about like unreasonable searches and, and seizures in the in the uh, what is it Fourth Amendment. It's like unreasonable is defined by the courts so whatever they decide is reasonable or not is what is reasonable or not you know they pull you over the side of the road do whatever you know inspect your fruit whatever they want to inspect look up your poop chute with a camera whatever they whatever they decide is reasonable is what's reasonable because you got to define that right well who defines it I don't think it's reasonable to stop at some bullshit border checkpoint that's 200 miles inland. That's absurd, but that's the Supreme Court says it's reasonable. So, according to them, it's reasonable. Well,
4: that's, yeah, that's like we talked about torture. I'm like, okay, do you think waterboarding is reasonable? Do you think
5: Torch you think, well, Yeah, so total, to, it's totally reasonable.
4: Why? Why? His and why not? Show is 24. Oh, he loved that show. He watched it like three or four times, all the seasons, <clears> I and mean, then he loved that show, 24, and he thinks. Basically, some of the stuff that my dad has talked about in 24 reminds me of some of the stuff that Trump has said and done, some of his behaviors, reminds me of this, uh, this uh, Keith or Sutherland character in 24. And then I found out Keith or Sutherland now plays some show where he became president overnight due to some like accident or something. It was like all this predictive programming where all these people are like, oh, we should elect this, whatever his name is in that show, I don't know what his name is in that 24 show Keith and Sheldon I know that's the acting thing, but he has a name a character name in the show and uh, was saying, oh we should have him for president you Jack know? I think it's Jack something Jack, Jack uh, River or something
5: Jack River yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: uh. but my dad was always saying oh we should have him president and what's funny about sure. that is that there is a direct correlation on Trump's like quote unquote no nonsense policy on terrorism sure uh, the same policies that this guy had in the 24 show. Now, I don't know what kind of president he is in this other show he's in, but my dad doesn't watch that too much. But, um, oh, yeah, man, he's always talking about this guy. Man, I need to make this guy president. And Trump embodies some of that mentality that this guy had in that show, where he's going to do whatever it takes to save America, to keep America safe.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they decide to do to keep us safe. And, you know, like, like, uh, not so Freemason was talking about earlier, like the cable guys, you know, checking in on you and we'll rat you out if you got any, like, weed or anything in there. It's like, that, that is, uh, not, that's not unconstitutional. Well, it's like, it can't be unconstitutional. None of it, none of these things. I, I keep hearing people screaming about stuff that's unconstitutional. It's like, not, this. If it's in the system and the and the and the courts aren't ruling against it, then it's not unconstitutional. You don't get to define that. That's not how the system works, man. It's like whatever is in the system. It's like I said, if they want to like force extract your blood, check up your poop, shoot randomly on the street, you know, a cop knocks on your door, comes in and say we're gonna do a, you know we're gonna take your blood and test you and search your house, make sure you ain't got anything legal paraphernalia. And then you got to come down to the clinic, and then we're going to have the doc check out your uh, cornhole and all that. And then you're, you know, you're you're free to enjoy the rest of your day, but you need to comply. And now, if the the court decides that's constitutional, and then it's constitutional, and you got to remember, there's a there's the general wel- welfare clause in the Constitution. That's like whatever they decide is for the general quote unquote welfare is constitutional. That's sort of a catch-all. If yeah. you don't, if you if you have any doubts, then you got to just refer to the general welfare welfare clause. And then you got to remember, okay, who determines that? It's like God, the God people. Now, these people that we're talking about that make these decisions, they don't have to follow these <laughs> laws and bullshit. It's like you know, you read about that too in the Bible. You, you know that, Damon, about the Pharisees, they they put all these uh, onerous stipulations on people. Like to paraphrase what Jesus said, and they they don't even lift a one little finger to bear the burden that they put on others well we got the same yeah. system now it's only a little bit different but yeah they can run pedophile rings and whatever cuz they're they're the god people that make the law the land and so like you can not sure, it's, it's like divine right it's like god yeah it's like divine right like god the creator created the universe he's not he's not bound by the laws of physics he's not going to come to he's not going to fall and splat on the earth or anything because of gravity or anything he's beyond the laws he he had still in, in instituted the laws of physics and all that he's like you know he's he's a necessity he's a necessity because you have to have something not, and i believe in the creator and i believe it's real but like when i talk but i don't believe in god people i don't believe that but see most people do though they believe in powdered wig magic like i was saying and stuff like that and it's like but you have to understand that like the god people if you get if you get uptight about there being pedophile rings you just need to not you just you know you need to 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 reevaluate what you're talking about like these people that are engaging in this stuff it's like you don't think they know about it especially the the one that's got the pizza place has got the actual pedophile symbol on the building that one you don't think the FBI knows about that or the quote-unquote authorities know about what could potentially be going on with that? When, it, when They're the ones that told you what the symbol is for that to begin with, according to their official – you don't think they know? Are they, absolutely they know. Are they going to stop it? No, they're not oh, yeah. going to stop it because we're talking, about, again, the God people. Did Hillary Clinton go to jail? How many crimes and stuff has she been accused of and – you know, there's ample evidence of stuff that she's up in all kinds of scams, her husband are up in all kinds of scams. Uh Trump threatened to put her in jail for all her crimes and all that. Did she go to jail? No. She's one of the God people. They don't they don't have to worry about going to jail or doing anything like that. Clinton's on the pedo plane with Epstein and I think Trump was on there too, but nobody wants to talk about that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We're talking again. We're talking about God people. So they they make the laws. The the ones that make the law, like God, he doesn't not. He's not subject to the laws, and the God people aren't either. And then what they decide is constitutional is constitutional. It's not. There's no debate. It's like you know. It's like the. It's like what I tried to bring up before. It's like the, just an example. of The right to bear arms. It's like, now if. If you believe in the Constitution, then there would be, okay, you have a right, and that means that you're allowed to do it, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to define even what a right is, because, like I was talking about earlier, you go to find out what, look up the definition of a right. And I didn't do this in a legal official dictionary or whatever, so I guess I'll get called in on that. But just look up the definition. It's like a right is an entitlement. Uh, it's like, what's well, an entitlement? You go look up entitlement. An entitlement is a right so i I don't know it's just circular it's ill-defined and i think it's for good reason it's like well if i have a right meaning i can do it at my own volition to own a firearm for example then there is nothing to discuss it's like it's not a matter of me getting a license or asking for permission or anything like that i go to a guy that has a gun how much you want for it i buy it end of story i got a right right But no, it's it's defined. They define it a certain way, to where it's like, oh, you can have a right, but you can't carry it here. You have a right, but you got to get a license, and then you got to meet all these conditions in order for we to let you have a gun. It's like, well, no, that's not a right. That's if you go, you got to get permission. It's not a right. How how is that a right? It's like, come, come on. But is it constitutional? Absolutely constitutional. It's like you got to remember who who decides that. It's not you. It's God, people. Now, they don't have to follow the laws, obviously. It's like Trump, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, Hillary and Bill, they're good people. It's like, of course they're good people. They're, they are incapable of committing crimes. They're God people. That's why I brought up the point before. It's like conspiracy theory. I don't believe in conspiracy theory. Because from the perspective of the average person is what I'm talking about. The perspective of the average person is that there's, these people are God people. And by extension, they're not subject to the law. It's like what do you think Iran Contra was about? They should they told the tale and they had the actor uh all over north. It's an actual actor. He's got an IDM, IDBM page or whatever. Talked about oh, yeah, yeah how we Are
1: you serious?
5: How yeah, he's an actor. You go look up his IDM uh, IMDb IDBM GBPT uh, no, his, page no, or whatever. Internet
4: Movie Database. IMDB. Yeah,
5: Internet so Movie IMDb. Heaven. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Oliver North has an IMDb page.
5: Oh, guys. sure, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. He's been in all kinds of stuff: video game commentary and characters and everything, cartoons and Family Guy, what? and he's been in all kinds of shit. You yeah, he's kidding? we're going way back. He's an actor. Yeah, but he, but like his tale and the narrative they laid forth is like, yeah, we're up in all kinds of shenanigans, selling guns and drugs and stuff to you know the so-called contras to fight commies, and it's like, did how many people went to prison? I don't know. Did he do a jail stint? I don't I don't think he did. Maybe Maybe I'm misremembering or whatever. I don't think that anybody did a jail stint. So they're telling the slaves, the average public, that's like, yeah, we're up in stuff that would under any other circumstances, you know, rightly define as, you know, criminal. What we normally define as criminal for for you, the slaves, you can't be doing drug dealing and all that. Bad, bad, bad. You're evil if you're in it. But we do it and it's in the interest of quote-unquote national security and then it's like oh okay oh well yeah you decide all that and you decide what's uh legal and what's not and you could you you are not bound by the laws because you're a god person that that was the story you know what regardless of whether what happened or not or iran contra of course communism and the fight against it is all a construct it's all bullshit but it's like this the but the point is the story is to tell you and to communicate to you is that these people don't have to follow the laws. We they make it regularly they make this clear to us. It's like, yeah, yeah, Hillary Clinton did this and that and other thing and violated four hundred, five hundred different, you know, laws in the process and violated national security. With her uh, mishandling, wow. yeah, all that stuff, but it's like, is she going to jail? Is she going to spend one day in jail? It's like, absolutely not. Why would she? It's like these are well, God people funny, yeah, again. You
4: know, IMDb lists Oliver North as the Iran Contra hearing TV miniseries himself <laughs> as a witness.
5: TV miniseries.
0: Wow, that is hilarious.
4: He's on the Howard Stern show in 1991 wings i mean aclu fox news i mean this is this is hilarious wow that is too funny
5: yeah oh. yeah. yeah
1: hey
4: man i got i gotta drop the call though but it's good talking to you I'm, i missed uh calling in but uh, i'll have to uh see if i can put this on the uh schedule a little more often so it's good talking to you though
5: yeah thanks damon take care man and All uh right,
4: yeah
6: yeah
5: i'll you call too. back cool talk to you uh yeah, Damon from Maybank, Tejas, on the call. I saw Nino, Nino 2 and Sean's still on the call. What's going on, man?
3: Same stew, just reheated. How's it going?
5: Same stew, re- reheated, microwaved or toaster oven or... What's your No, I
3: don't get the gamma x-ray beta delta waves from the microwave anymore. I just use uh I just use uh stove.
5: Yeah, it kind of like forces you to like slow down a bit too. But it does me I'm like, like you know, you can't just pop shit in the microwave, take 2 minutes. You have to okay, I'm gonna heat something up on the burner. And it's like, "Well, you got to wait, dude." So it's like, "What? Why do I got to be in hyper uh speed mode you know it's like yeah and then it helps you kind of like yeah when you get rid of some of the you know technology it's like wow your life the more you get rid of the more your life simplifies and the more you can kind of slow down right it's like yeah we we we're, we're so everybody's so in it? a hurry did you take time to reflect today? I've let me guess what Nino did today. He went to a park, he sat underneath a cherry tree, and he reflected and pondered about the greatness of George Washington, how George Washington couldn't tell a lie. Nino meditated on it, pondered about the, you know, his George Washington's battles at Valley Forge, and then, uh, ate I a, uh, I don't know, a, a pumpernickel on rye or something. What did the founding fathers eat? I don't know. Is that what you did on President's Day? Did you celebrate this is what I'm trying to get at.
3: That's real close. I uh, did everything, <laughs> but I thought about uh, Donald Trump instead of George Washington, and I think it's a lie, and Donald did not chop down the cherry tree. I'm pretty sure that's a myth. That's something we should look into.
5: Yeah. Not guilty. So you don't think he even... Do you think, like, he never even chopped a cherry tree down once ever? I don't know. I don't don't think he's held an axe. He probably never even held an axe. That would be interesting. If, like, the truth be known, he had never even set his hand on that axe handle ever in his life. That would be interesting. (laughs) <laughs> that would not surprise me though i mean you know like like if you were to present george washington with an axe like he wouldn't even know what it was like he would be like kind of like george bush at the shopping at the kroger or whatever grocery <laughs> store and he's like what the hell is that like a laser coming up out of the thing like, he was, like, just flummoxed by it. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, he'd never been in a grocery store before. It's like, oh, that's your president. Yeah, he's he's he can relate to you. He he feels your pain. It's like, yeah. Wow. But uh, I like it when the presidents tell the truth about George Jr. talking about the Constitution being a just a GD piece of paper. So he's let the truth slip out. It's like, well, obviously, it's like you, you're not really seem to be bound by anything, you know, coherent as far as their behavior, you know. It's like, yeah, you're obviously just freaking free-range lunatic on the land, you know, these people. It's like, oh, it's constant. And then it's it's just, yeah, people bellyache about it being unconstitutional. It's like, shut the fuck up. What do you know? It's like, you're not a damn attorney, f- fuckface. Get... It's like damn, like you I I'm sick of people hearing people say that, what's well, unconstitutional. They need to shut up. You better by yeah. God believe it's no. constitutional. It's like yeah, well, Chris, you don't know anything about constitution either. I know I don't know anything about the constitution, but I do know who determines that and it's not me and it's not you. It's it's powdered wig men and the and then the dudes with the black gowns on. They decide that. I think it's arbitrary, but who am I though I mean, and again when you're when you yeah like all of a sudden something becomes constitutional that you would never think would ever be considered constitutional, and it's like oh that's a, that's constitutional now, it's like, oh r- really, so why didn't he do that before? I had that argument with a an attorney when I went to court on that tag thing I said. Well, how do you level two penalties, one for the federal's and then one for the state, when I got this court case here, United States v. Constantine, that says that that's a violation? They said, "Oh, you don't understand." Yeah, I know, but I was like, "Can you explain it?" You know, it's like, "No, I'll see." We see you yeah. understand it. Yeah, do you understand? I don't. I don't understand it. I'll give that to you, but do you understand <laughs> it? And if you do, can you? It, you speak English, obviously. Can you communicate to me? I speak English. Can you? <laughs> that's all. That's all I wanted. It's like, can? You, but it's like, okay, they explain it to me, but it's like, yeah. But I mean, I meant what I meant was in a way that is kind of like. Where it's kind of somewhere in the in the range of something that's like coherent or makes sense. That's what I was asking for, not something just arbitrary. Because what they gave the answer they gave me is like, well, we can assimilate state law. It's like that doesn't even touch on this principle here. It's like what are you even right. talking about assimilate? I said if that's a, if that's something that you're referring to that's a principle, quote unquote, of law. Why didn't they assimilate state law back then? And that this would be a moot point, obviously. But see, they didn't even want to go there. They refuse to. It's like just just it's just illogical. It doesn't make any sense. And and people it's it's amazing that people go to court and they converse with these people and they just talk and jive. It's just it's arbitrary. This is nonsensical. It doesn't even make any sense. It's like, please just make it make some kind of sense and then I'll like be more obliged to you. But I I can't be. It's like, damn. It's like, and they get away with this? It's Seriously? It's like all, every day they're down there processing people through, and nobody even, well, I guess nobody has any way to, to call them out on their shit. Because I'd never, I mean, they were just, just they just, okay, well, Mr. Kendall, you'll have your day in the court. And they just ended the conversation. It's like, dude, I've only been here five minutes. Like, what? can't you sit and talk for a minute? No, no, you have to come back to court. It's like. They just ramard you through there through the process and stuff. It's just a damn farce, a total farce. It's like, oh, you can't sit here ten minutes and you're and you're putting me on these charges and you're telling me that it could that the penalties can extend up to five thousand dollars or six months in prison and you can't sit here as a man to man conversation for ten fucking minutes? That's bullshit. It's like, golly, man. It's ridiculous. But it's like, yeah, it's but people believe in it. It's like, okay, so you believe in the authority of these people. It's like, fine, but don't you require your gods to make sense? You know, do you think a god is capable of, like, communicating to you since you're his creation and, and, and speak to you in a way that's coherent to you that you can understand? Yeah, of course he can if he created you. So the creators and the gatekeepers of the so-called law, shouldn't they be able to explain it to you so that it's coherent and makes sense to you? Sure. But (laughs) somehow they can't. And, uh, well, maybe I'm just being obstinate, right, or obtuse or whatever. Willfully, willfully. Yeah, that's what they would say. Oh, you're just being difficult, Mr. Kendall. It's like, if I am, then, like, well, I'm just fucked then i guess i don't know i I can't i don't have enough on the ball to even know when i'm totally out of line or even know what is what a coherent sentence is or what isn't so yeah i'm totally screwed if that's good i don't think so i mean i the only time i get that kind of attitude is is like dealing with those people like outside of that people compliment me oh yeah you're you're kind of a sharp guy chris or or I go take a test, and they say, "Oh, you're off the charts," or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I guess, in other words, I got, I got, I got conflicting information coming from different sources. It's like one in one arena, I'm regarded as a total n- don't know shit, and then other official sources are saying, "Oh, you're intelligent fellow, Christopher." Blah blah blah. It's like, well, okay, which is it? And then am I, am I above average intelligence I should be able to at least understand something that should be on the level of average intelligence if it's for the populace which is, this law certainly is right so it's like yeah i mean i don't know I, so i what i'm what i'm trying to figure out is like yeah the i don't think the problem was with me or i suspect that it's not so maybe it's maybe it's it really doesn't make any sense By a combination,
3: you deserve a $5,000 fine for your tags. That's America.
5: And to be an American, yeah, I should just take the bad with the good. I was complimenting the grocery stores. Pretty good selection over there. It's a small store, but it's like, yeah, it's the benefits of living in civilization. If I accept that, I should accept the courts and shit too. <laughs> It's all comes as a package deal, which I I mean, I, do, I don't like I don't, I don't know. I'm not going I'm not leaving the country. Am I am I maybe somebody that's a common thing. Oh, if you don't like the laws and the Constitution then leave, it's like, well, OK, you like it. But can you explain it or understand it in a way that makes sense? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. It's like, can it can it make sense? It's like, can, can you make it make sense? That's all. Is that too much to ask? you know. Is John? Uh, is Southern California? Is this John Adams? Perhaps. Google it. Google it.
6: It is, but um, I'll chime in in a minute. Hold, give me a second.
5: Sure, man. That's the th- problem too. We got the slaves. Got Google now. And it's real easy to find shit that's backing up the exact same thing I'm saying. Because you could find, like, people that kind of have the same sentiments toward this thing called government. (laughs) And they post their videos and stuff, their interactions and stuff. It's like, yeah, these people are nuts. They're nuts. I mean, they get – they drink their own Kool-Aid and they get their own – they get their little power trip and stuff. And it's, like, really amusing. It's like, you're an absolute jackass. And now you're on film and on YouTube. So it's like, does this mean the end of civilization if it gets a lot of traction? I hear things. I mean, we've got all this technology, and we can look at the downsides of it and stuff like that. But I ran across some stuff recently where it's like, yeah, they had, there's this popular YouTuber, uh, Pootie Pie, or the guy, he does, like, game commentary and stuff like that, typically – and uh, I think the guy's pretty funny. He's pretty clever. He's like the number one YouTuber. And uh, so he's real popular with the young generation, young younger, the, the teenagers and stuff. So he got attacked for making some <coughs> anti-Semite jokes. He was just joking around. He was talking about something about Jews. He did something. I think he got on Fiverr, and he, like, paid somebody to make a sign that said something about Jews, and and then he put another YouTuber's name on it to make it, I I don't know. He's like, he was just making a point. Oh, yeah, you can get absolutely anybody to do anything for five bucks on Fiverr, which I think is pretty funny, but because it had Jews in there, it was like, or there was a guy that impersonates Jesus, and he had Jesus say, Hitler did absolutely nothing wrong or something like that. Uh, it's pretty fun. I mean, I mean, come on. It's just he's joking, kidding around. But he's but in other words, like the 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 mass media, like attacked the dude and all that. And whether this is real or fabricated, I don't know. I think it's real. I think it's a real thing that happened. It's like the Wall Street Journal Journal expended all this energy to like try to take Pootie Pie down. You know. And then he got he lost some contract that he had with Disney or something like that too. It kind of fucked his program up a little bit. He's making shit tons of money, I guess, so he's so he's sort of cocky and he's going on YouTube just making fun of the press and all that. And uh it's like, "Man, that's pretty cool." I mean, it's like and then it's like from what I understand, like the this generation coming up is seeing through all this shit and they're listening to people like him and he's got all this influence. It's like crazy. It's like, yeah, people aren't getting their information from the the regular channels anymore. So you get this guy that's like, he enters in just commenting on games, and now he's got all this influence, and he's saying, yeah, that's SJW shit is all bullshit. It's like, look how they're attacking what me, and it's like, everybody knows player. I'm not racist. It's ridiculous. It's like, wow. I mean, it's what
6: like, the, yeah. What about that basketball player saying dinosaurs weren't real?
5: You see that? Oh yeah, uh, that guy's—he's pretty hilarious. I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I like that guy. He was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. You see that one? I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's, yeah, you got to see it. Oh, I should have posted that. It's—it's it's funny, man. He's like, <laughs> it was like good. It was like, I was surprised to see that on. Of course, they're they're making him out to be a dumbass right but it's like the what the way he uh responds to the it's like the guy's like a dinosaur turd in a case (laughs) and this woman in there is like telling him it's like it's like 64 million year old dinosaur shit or whatever (laughs) and uh it's just the look on his face and the way he reacts is just is hilarious i don't know yeah I, i gotta post that Dinosaur poop in a glass case. Come on, everybody. Check it out. Dinosaur poop. (laughs) It's 65 point million years old. Sure enough. It's like... What? Yeah. And the people just believe it. Yeah, sure enough. It's like dinosaur... And it's like the dinosaur bones are... Admitted castings, I mean, it's not... They don't even claim that they're real bones, either. That's funny. It's like, yeah, well, my question is, uh, how much artistic interpretation is allowed in your displays? Does anybody ever bring that up? It's like, you know, you got some degree of artistic license, obviously. (laughs) How much?
6: Well... I think most people believe that when they go to the museum, they're looking at real bones.
5: I think so because they don't really go out of their way to tell you that. Yeah,
3: I thought so. I'm, I'm humble enough to admit <clears throat> my stupidity, and I've <clears throat> that that idea has never entered my head till I heard it from you guys. Like many ideas, you know that I think about now, and I'm a like, dang. Let me let me consider that option. Yeah, I've always, up until a couple of years ago, thought they were, I had no reason to think they weren't. Let's just put it that way. Had no, there's no stories or, you know, like, no thoughts jumping out at me like, you know, dinosaurs could be fake. Like, <laughs> I gotta admit it, like, I thought those fuckers were real.
6: Well, I mean, when you go to the museum and you're a little kid and you're looking at the huge Brontosaurus. That's (laughs) built, you know, and it's twenty-five feet tall or whatever. And you're on a field trip with your school. You're not thinking to yourself, "Oh, these are fake bones that they've redone to, you know, make this look like a brontosaurus." Or they don't give you the backstory, like, "Well, we didn't actually have all of the bones to restructure this, and a lot of it is." you know, an artist's interpretation of what it possibly looked like. So, you know, the feet on the brontosaurus may not be actually what the feet were, you know, back
3: 22 million years ago. I met a guy who said he saw a pterodactyl in California. (laughs)
5: <laughs> That's another guy. Yeah, I know Jordan Maxwell's claimed to have seen a pterodactyl. Really? <laughs> yeah, John. We talked about that this before. John does a, an impression of Jordan Maxwell talking about his, his pterodactyl sighting. I posted it too. Uh, Nina, Nina, you you seriously never heard of the of the Jordan Maxwell
6: pterodactyl sighting?
3: I can't, I can't, like, it's not ringing any bells at all, I'm just thinking of this, like, weed trimmer dude that I knew that fucking didn't want to tell, like, he, he, it was real taboo, and then he, like, confessed he saw a pterodactyl, like, that's the emotional downplay it was, and I was like, what? (laughs) So that's my own experience, I don't think I've ever heard the Jordan Maxwell pterodactyl thing, if I have, I don't remember, it. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty new to you guys.
5: Well, if anybody has actually seen a pterodactyl, which um, I've heard that they're in the Philippines, uh, like they have a name for them and stuff like that, and then the way they describe them, like they, they said, oh, that's a pterodactyl. So that that means they're not dinosaurs then, by definition. If they're, if they're some kind of creature that's living on the earth right now, then they're not dinosaurs, obviously. <laughs> they say too and i don't know if it's to be to believe that's like we only know a small percentage of all the species on the earth that exist and that does that sounds counterintuitive but then when you start to think about it and how how much woods there are around it's like and stuff it's like there's a lot of places for shit to hide man and i a buddy of mine said he saw a dead wolf and i believe him because i I believe that he knows enough about it to know what he's talking about. And it was like, he said, yeah, it was a wolf, man. I said, okay, you sure it's not a coyote? Because, of course, he got an ass. And he got kind of pissed off me. He said, no, it was a wolf, man. I was like, yeah, I believe you. It's like, well, and see, wolves are not supposed to be anywhere around here. But then, you know, I, my uncle works at the wildlife refuge, and I asked him about mountain cats out there, which is not supposed to be out there. And he's like, yeah, mountain cats are out there. Yeah. Does anybody see them? Typically, no, you're not going to see a mountain cat. You go out in the refuge. But they're there. They see you. Licking their chops. So you're down there. Nino's under the tree contemplating the presidents. He's got a mountain cat checking him out. Watching me to sandwich.
6: But Nino also also needs to hear the Jordan Maxwell um, miniature T-Rex story as well. Oh, that one's... Yeah, that one's... Really good.
3: Is that real? Like he is that a George Maxwell spiel?
6: <laughs> Pygmy. He's t-rex. seen two different dinosaurs in his life. Wow. So he he saw he saw a T Rex the size of a. He said, what, "What is it?" He said his dog had a T Rex cornered in his backyard.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so the dog. Kidding. So the dog was going out of his mind. Like what it goes out as a mini T-Rex, cornered a pygmy T-Rex. I'm in the
3: wrong section. I need I need to go to that conspiracy theory wing for a while. That sounds fun. And then
6: the the pterodactyl story is that uh, he was up at Griffith Park Observatory in the morning, about eight eight in the morning, and he's looking out. Um, towards where I live, east of LA, and he sees something in the sky, and about 30 miles out. And then all of a sudden, he sees five things in the sky about 30 miles out, and they flew all the way in to where he was, and they were five giant, massive pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is it California, you say? Yeah, that's what... Yeah, That's that's where this weed trimmer saw a pterodactyl. So, huh? I don't know. we should
5: start a series... Well, are you saying it was the same general area? That the weed trimmer guy saw? I'm,
3: I'm just saying California. I don't know yeah. what area this guy saw it in. He said California, so that's a general area to me. <laughs> yeah, no
6: weed was okay. he trimming
3: mildewy <laughs> mildewy weed sticky Let's weed some man. mycotoxins <laughs> uh,
5: yeah you get a hold of some of that stuff out there and don't tell anyone what you might see <laughs> like uh when they open up the uh what the dispensaries where they start selling that high powered shit with the crystals on it, <laughs> the dinosaur sightings like skyrocket and all kinds of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Another, uh, another weed trimmer guy saw a UFO Burger King with his girlfriend and his girlfriend was unimpressed and went inside. That's another story I remember hearing in, the, uh, in that uh, social circle I dabbled in for a couple of years.
5: I had a like, my my cousin's best friend, we are hanging out. I used to hang out with a couple of times. They we are like, just, just, like, wild partier dudes. But they we hanging out. It was, like, my cousin was, like, yeah, tell Chris your UFO story, man. I was, like, yeah, tell me, dude. I'll listen to it. I'm not going to. He was, like, you could <laughs> tell he was, like, real hesitant. He's not the type of guy you think would even be interested in anything like that. But uh, he's, like, yeah, I was flying a Cessna. And, uh, so this orb thing like comes out right alongside me and just paces, keeps pace with me right along for about, he said it was like a long time for about 10 minutes. He's like going along. He's like, this thing is just right alongside him. He he, he can see it plain as day. There's like a sphere, an orb. And, um, then I suggested, it's like, what do you think? It's like, I said he could have been in some military thing or something. He's like, no, man. It's like, they don't have anything like that. It was it was just perfect. It was like a round sphere thing. It was like metallic, but it was round. I think it was like hovering. It's like I don't think the guy was lying. I don't. It was like why would he? It's just. I mean, the, you got to consider the context, and of course, you're not going to know unless you're there. But like, I mean, I could say from you know just dealing with people, I, I you know a couple people tell me UFO stories, and it's like. I, I don't know why the guy would make that up. He could have been bullshitting, but I don't think so. This is the way his body language was and everything. He's like, my cousin was like prodding him to tell it. And he's like, I don't even want to tell it. And it's like, I said, yeah, tell him, man. I'll listen. And then he got mad when I said, is it military, you think? And he's like, no, 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 man. It's like, uh-uh. I was like, but it's like is it space brothers do I believe them yeah I, I actually believe them but it's like does that mean I believe in space brothers it's like no there's shit that the military has that we don't know about it's like I mean I don't know that's hard that's not hard for me to believe it's like it, you know, all this damn secrecy around everything of course they got all kinds of shit nobody knows about
3: Mike Adams uh, has a couple hour interview with a, a Bigfoot dude and it's pretty compelling, you know, it doesn't make me believe in Bigfoot, but it makes you try and analyze through listening to his words and his uh, story if, you know, if he saw something and it's compelling he saw something, but, you know, um, yeah, so he has, that, that came out today, I think, and I listened to that, I was, I, I haven't dabbled in that that kind of fringe material in a while, but since I've been kind of hanging out with Mike a little bit on the Skype, I've Figured I'd check it out. And, uh, yeah.
6: Listen, listen to the Bobcat Goldwaith interview on Joe Rogan after he went to the Bigfoot convention. Oh, really? That's, that's totally pretty funny.
3: Wasn't. He produced a movie about Bigfoot within the last five years. I can't remember what it's called, but Bobcat. No, he,
6: I think he's into Bigfoot.
5: Was he making some good points, or was it pretty compelling, or sound like?
3: Um. Well, so what I was analyzing was just like the details of his story and how detailed he was, and and how he like um, just his story. You know, all all you can do is hear the words and make guesses. But um, like I said, I you know, no matter how gullible I am, I, I felt it was a compelling story. That said, I still don't, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty much turned off to, like, UFOs and aliens, and I'm with you that it's some kind of uh, illusion or military craft in, in some extreme situations. But, like, the Bigfoot thing, it's kind of, you know, is it a loose gorilla out there in Missouri? Was it a loose bear? You know, probably not. I don't know. Like I said, uh, yeah. the story was good. It was, like, two hours. He talks about, you know... Um, seeing it when he drove up and the things stood up and his biceps looked like, um, basketballs, but he said the the details he gave were so interesting to visualize, but he said they didn't, like, make, like, a hill, but there was, like, actual, like, balls. Like, you could see almost a full spherical ball for a bicep, you know, and he thought that was fucking bizarre shit, and and he was like, Man, when people told me they saw UFOs, I laughed him out of the room. And, you know, and he, you know, he feels like his life's kind of gone downhill because of it. And he used to be a professional uh, marksman, competitive marksman, and he gave it up because he didn't want to go in the woods anymore. So, like I said, it's compelling wow. for sure. But then you hear about him talking about some other dudes. Uh, podcast that he may or may not have interviewed and I heard this just kind of third party so I don't know how accurate it is so I'm repeating it with those caveats but i talking about a, you know some dudes he interviewed with making like 40k a year doing this stuff so you know maybe he's lying and trying to establish himself careers career as a liar on the internet to check in 40k a year you know I, I'm not saying that's the case I'm just saying that's an open window in my mind based on just a coincidence of him bringing up that thought, like
5: you know. I, yeah, people like the bullshit and tell stories too. You know, they get off, they get something out of it. You know, like they can get people to believe something. You know, they're, that's you know that's true. People are into that, but I'm not saying your yeah. friend is or or what. But that is really that is real. People to run around in the woods dressed like Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. yeah,
6: like what it it's like.
5: <laughs> why not? It's fun. It's like. uh, Scare the yeah. f- shit out of people. Well, like, um,
6: what about what about chupacabras? Are really coyotes who
5: have sunburns? <laughs> I think they got mange, and they got uh, their hair falls off. Have you ever seen the pictures that's of it. them? It's like yeah, it. it look like what that's looks like what happened. But uh, that's what it is. Yeah, they get some kind of man- Yeah, they get mange and shit. It's like, uh, yeah, you're Chupacabra now. Strike fear in the hearts of men. yeah, it's, like, uh, it's, like it's like a
3: shaven dog. <laughs>
6: yeah, coyote's running around in the desert out in you know Mexico, and he gets he gets so sunburned that his skin turns black and he dies, and then Mexicans think that he's Chupacabra. The cuckooi, that's what they call him. The Cuckooey, yeah.
5: Yeah, it, it look they look strange. Animals that have fur if they ever get to a state where they don't have fur, they look have you ever seen a naked bear? Damn, they look weird. It's like they're all fucked up looking. You got to look, you got to look that up. It's like it's it's, it's really it's, it's really strange. It's like, yeah, you get you get something happen to an animal where they get they lose all their fur and they're like, yeah, you get people yeah, this is, it's unsettling.
3: UFO radiation.
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: Were UFO. You, what, do you think, um, uh, what do you think about, like, the, the crop circle thing? Not that I put much weight into it, but now, you know, I, I value your opinion. I'm not trying to brown those too much, but I do, and you've got good answers and stuff. So what's, what's, what's your spiel on that? Like, what's your honest uh, opinion of those type of situations?
5: Ah. Uh... I think it could have could well be something that um some kind of technology that the military's screwing around with. I I think that that there is an active program whether it's going to result in the so-called project blue beam or not it's it's uh I think it's a contingency or something by the government maybe. Perhaps, or maybe it's going to be the a future big hoax, you know, the the whole <laughs> space, space brothers are here scenario. And uh, I used to like there. kind of reject that idea because I think, yeah, people aren't that gullible. But it's like, I don't know, as time progresses, it's like, yeah, they could pull that off. It's like, I, yeah, they could pull it off. People will believe just about any damn thing. It, you know, yeah. not everybody will. I'm not saying that, but like enough people will, you know, if they pull it off. So yeah, they've been kind of laying the groundwork. I think probably crop circles or uh, they get the they 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 could do it with some kind of a plane based beam or something. I don't know who 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 the hell knows. Now people have seen them formed. They say into some kind of a orb that floats around but whether that's true or not i don't know you can't go buy off any of that stuff i don't think it's reliable yeah yeah so it's it's all the original one that
6: i heard about the original one that i heard about way back in high school was that they would they would like tie a like a plywood like a flat piece of wood yeah to a rope and then they'd swing it around in a circle, and it and it would knock all the all the corn or the wheat down.
5: Yeah, they showed how they were doing it. They were, see, they they um, said it was like these two brothers that did a lot of those, and uh, so they can use like a ball cap, and they could put a um, like a loop hanging from the bill, so that it gives you like a line of sight, so that you can like line up. Um, it's a way to, it's a way to, you, you could do different stuff with that method. It's like kind of a surveying method or whatever, and then take some string and extend it out. And you're kind of looking down that loophole so you can get it, it something lined up. And then you can have a, you could just have a, you know, a printed chart or something in your hand that tells you how far you need to go out and how far you need to extend that string out and stuff. There's a method for doing it. Yeah. They're, they're showing how I did it. So I, so that <clears> is. So that is like one way to do it, but um, uh, I, I think there was like like some of these ones I've seen. Of course, there's all kinds of pictures of them. It's like, yeah, it's hard to believe that they did they did something like that with that method. Even though I don't know if it's van, I mean, if you could you get a, a team of people doing it and stuff like that, yeah, it's, it may indeed be possible. So I I, I don't know, but like. I, I can't figure out like what, why. Would that necessarily would lead people to think it's aliens doing it. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
3: you yeah, know, that makes no sense. People do do it.
5: Yeah, so I don't know if it's even a military thing at all. May not even be have nothing to do with the military or trying to establish space brothers. I don't know. It's just it's because I think certain things do become like these. Uh, urban legend type things and they could build up steam and then they could people kind of latch onto it and then you get other other people that are just opportunists that like will capitalize on it and then they they start to incorporate other stuff that's not even relevant and but then it gets yeah and then sooner or later it just becomes this overblown thing so uh yeah i don't make much of that yeah it's interesting we the
3: project we know it's real What's that again? If if it shows up on the disclosure project, we'll know it's real.
5: Yeah, I just wait for uh, who's that guy that uh, now he says it's, now he's saying what is that Stephen Meyer? Not Stephen Meyer. Uh, uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, the disclosure project dudes, and now they're saying it's there's project Bluebeam is coming but uh yeah there's a good documentary to watch it's called uh mirage men yeah and it's going into now i don't you know of course i'm skeptical about everything but uh it's interesting from the vantage point of it of the whole ufo mythology being you know of course the cia is up in the shenanigans and everything and it goes into, like, how they get people suckered into the thing, and they start feeding them stuff, and then it's like, oh, here's official government documents we smuggled out of the deal, and here, you know, it's like, and then you get you get people that are, like, yeah, they're kind of in a position to, like, again, God people, you know, these people that, you know, it's, you can believe everything they say, they're from the official sources, and it's like, yeah, you can get people, certain people <coughs> of just about anything. It's like, yeah, they just capitalize on that and they that's and that's how the all this stuff gets gets uh, momentum and gets gets out there and it's like yeah and then you listen to a lot of conspiracy stuff and it's like that that's something that's like standard that's like bread and butter man it's like secret documents that we got by way of whatever channels you know we got this smuggled out it's like yeah overwhelming probably 99.9 percent of that is just stuff you're fed To make you believe a certain thing, yeah. FOIA documents, come on. Now, some of them may have some bearing on stuff if you can get a if you can get a hold of a document or something that's like, you know, it it, it's going to tell you something. It's just like the van thing, like when they, you know, like how how did we figure out that there was only twenty? Well, they they had to go to another source. Well, you can get you know you can get a FOIA request and get something kind of on that order, where it's like. Yeah, you have to maybe kind of read between lines or whatever. But like the shit that come out, and it's like, oh, it's for you, and it's like all redacted and shit. It's like that's that's a scam. No,
6: yeah. Oral Roberts said that he had a vision of a nine hundred foot Jesus coming down from heaven and uh, he needed money to help build a hospital um, on the campus of Oral Roberts University. Right. uh, I remember. Before before the 900-foot Jesus came down from heaven, and that's where that musician MC 900-foot Jesus got his name
5: from. Was that a band, (laughs) or was that an MC? 500, 900 foot Jesus. It was, it was one guy. Oh one guy. I remember that. Man. <clears throat> I didn't know where that name came from. Yeah. Oral Roberts. Me and say that. Why was he nine hundred feet? But, I mean, did he how would he, he even know? That's how that's out of blue beam. Blue beam is
6: is the nine hundred foot Jesus and the nine hundred foot Muhammad are gonna return to earth with their holograms.
5: Have you seen the uh, stuff that's out there? Some of it's pretty interesting. Like there was a giant cross in the sky. And it was like several people that have filmed it and posted it online, and it's pretty odd looking.
6: Well, didn't didn't Ellen Watt see an angel in the clouds, and then he called in the Art Bell?
5: Alan Watt that. did. Is that what you said? Yeah. No, I never heard that. When was that? Like a while ago.
6: Yeah, yeah. He said he um. <laughs> he said he was out walking one night and he saw the clouds form an angel. And then he went and listened to Art Bell, and somebody called in about it, said that they saw it, and that Art Bell cut the guy off and said, No, that's crazy.
5: So Alan Watt wasn't the one that called in, but he had listened to Art Bell and somebody else called in describing the same thing that he had saw.
6: and he thought it was odd because Art Bell has had every, you know, crazy thing on there that when this guy called in talking about the angel in the sky or Bell cut him off.
5: <laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why he would cut him off. No, I think, yeah, they're what, what is there stuff that they could project stuff into the sky like that? I don't know, man. Like, I I was see, again, that's another thing I never did post. that That big cloud formation thing that was down in peru and it looked just like that it it was like it was like a disc shape crazy looking cloud formation thing and it was like looked like it was like glowing in the center it was really yeah it looked like a giant mothership or something in the clouds just like that movie uh that came out they came out with another one the independence day And that came out right around the same time that they released that movie. I got to go dig that back up. Post it.
6: And it's like... uh,
5: Project Blue Beam. Well... Holographs. Now there are holographs. I mean, you, they have them on these. Uh, well, you can see them on the internet. Holographs. Have I ever seen one? Or I was trying to recall if I've ever actually seen one like that. Like a big one projected. Like the ones you see typically, uh, they need like a mist or something. Like they have the one that's on uh, YouTube where it's like this dragon. He's coming out of the water. It's pretty cool looking. But it's it's projected onto some mist. They have these fountains that, you know, take is a, some pond or something. I don't know. I think it's in China or something. And then they have this mist spray, and then they could project the image onto that. So if you had particulates in the atmosphere up in the sky, I guess you can make a pretty big one. <laughs> What's that again? I couldn't hear you. Echo, 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 echo. Check one, one, two, two, two. Check, sound, check, one. Oh, another caller in her. I've been negligent. Now uh yeah, I wasn't looking at the chat and I've got looks like a Rochello. Are you listening, Rochello, or are you a participant? I'm just
2: listening.
5: You wanted to give I, us I your UFO story, is that correct? No. Go ahead.
2: No, I don't
6: feel comfortable doing that right now. Go ahead. Alex wants to hear it. That's because that's because the feds are on to her.
5: The yeah, feds are finally on. They finally caught up to Rochelle, though. I, I'll tell
4: you later.
5: Wow. Well, eventually, I knew they would catch up to you. Isn't Oregon where the X Files is based?
2: Is it? Um, I don't know. That, b- that would be interesting. i never heard that.
0: My dog woke up at about 5 o'clock in the morning. My, I woke up. My dog was uh, howling and, and barking and, of course, you know, waking up the neighborhood. And my dad and yelled,
2: hunted?
0: Uh, go quiet the that dog. Know. And I... I knew that there was something bad because the dog was going out of his mind. And so I ran out to the back porch, and I'm telling
2: you. Um, Chris, you are talking about the waters, the misting and stuff like that, though, and the holograms. There's like a... Uh, Singapore has this water show. That's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. It, it basically makes me realize that, like... I mean, as far as using the clouds... To project an image. I mean, the clouds are just water, right? You know. And so it seems like it's yeah. totally possible. But you know, the first time that I saw, it was just a few months ago that I was just watching a video of Singapore, and they had this water show. And they threw up this mist. These, these um, mist shooters, I guess, or water shooters, just shoot up in the air, and then they project these images, and they start moving, and it's like of a mom carrying a baby. It's just like really weird stuff, like a lion, and um. Oh, this person, oh, I've an seen image. that. Yeah. That's, cra- that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah.
6: they project They project, like, um, photographs onto the water mist.
5: Where is this at?
2: Singapore. In Singapore. Oh, okay. And it's the most wild thing I've ever seen, though.
1: Anyway, that was
5: that was
2: that was my decision.
5: Holograms in Singapore. Wow, that's pretty cool.
6: Yeah, they also have like weird, like I like um, they have something weird. It's like a um, it's like a mermaid with a lion's head shooting water out of it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, the statue you're
6: talking
2: about?
6: Yeah. Yeah. I need to look that up again.
2: Yeah, the um, the history of Singapore is pretty interesting. It's kind of like a fairy tale, almost.
6: Yeah, Singapore's a weird, weird um, country there, too.
2: It is, isn't it? Yeah. I know somebody from Singapore, which is why I, I kind of started looking into it. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, chewing gum in Singapore is illegal, which is... Oh, I think
6: Yeah, like, but the architecture is all... Like, Singapore's, like, New World Order architecture central.
2: Oh, yeah, with all their towers, you or, or
6: Yeah, they've got... Don't they have, like, a Venus shell building, like, sitting on the water, too?
2: They've got a bunch of stuff centered around water. I, I haven't really checked out all of it, but I, you know, like, there, a lot of their it seems like they're touristy stuff or just what they claim to be like the idealistic places of the city are centered around the water just like the lion you were saying shooting water out of its mouth and so like everything's right around there and then they have this huge uh, this huge hotel that has this uh, big swimming pool like right on top of it and I guess that's like some huge like touristy thing or whatever but it hangs out right over the water it, like looks like there's like a it looks like there's kind of like an ocean that's getting ready to fall over the edge, but it's just like the hotel
5: pool edge. I don't know, it's hard to. So, you went to Singapore or show? <laughs> yeah,
2: there's. No, I've only been there virtually.
5: Yeah, I went there when I was in the Navy, but that was in the 90s. And it was odd. It was like a theme park. It was strange.
2: Yeah, that's. Just, yeah, that's. That's think good way to explain
5: it. Yeah, it's kind of being like a Disneyland or something. I mean, it's not... It's, I'm not talking about, like, rides and shit everywhere. It's just that the way it's so spotless. It's like... Everything is, like, new-looking. Clean. It's, like, really... Uh, they. I, I went to uh, the toilet. They got, like, these toilet attendants. And they got these big yeah. signs in English that say, Fine for... Uh, not flushing the toilet like five hundred. It was like a really steep fine. It was like crazy, and they got people standing around there like it, watching you, checking and make sure you flush. And said, "Yeah, it's like That's full a lockdown, thing. authoritarian police state type set situation." Yeah, so Singapore is like extreme. Uh, I mean, it's with a that stuff.
2: Penalty for stuff.
5: I think but so. Yeah, really <laughs> it's like extreme. Uh, yeah. I know. So it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a tight, it's a tight operation, man. It's just like probably a lot like uh, Clear Lake, Florida. You know, Disneyland running the running sh- running the shop, where everything is just like just ratcheted down. And it ar- is.
6: It is maritime law central
5: up there. Oh, it's full blown maritime yeah. law, like. A- yeah, yeah, isn't it some it's sort fair. of odd setup as far as their government and stuff too? I don't know if it's a city yeah. state
2: it's a it's, it's, it's,
6: it's, it's, British. it's like a British outpost for um, for shipping
5: yeah it has been for a long time long, long time so yeah standard for ships that are doing tours in that uh, Pacific to pull into Singapore and uh yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It was like uh, not much. No, see, I went, I went to a. Uh, yeah, the whole thing was like so. You got, of course, you got like, like I was describing it was like a scene part. I was, I was trying to recall what I did there. Yeah, I went to a zoo. And um, it was like on an island, so you take this trolley. I mean tram. You take a tram out to it, and and then it's like, and then of course that's all like theme park but it's like everything around it surrounding it is all kind of like that it's really it was really that that place was really kind of strange in that way it's very very atypical as far as the city stuff goes but um yeah everything was all theme parked out and uh so you go to this what is that uh,
6: toy
5: Toya island or something like that that's in singapore it's all it's all like theme park. It's got all these all this stuff all over the place, and there's a zoo there, and it's almost kind of like Disneyland. It's uh, maybe even as big. I don't know. It's it's, it's pretty big. I couldn't take it all in in one day, but uh, yeah. One thing that stood out in my mind going there is like they had the biggest alligator. I've ever, I, I didn't I had no idea alligators could get that big. That damn thing was twenty something foot long. It was it was freaking ridiculous. It was like you could you could see it pretty close too. It was like in the it was just in this uh you would go up to this glass and you could see inside there and it was like uh it was it was pretty close to the glass and it was like yeah, that thing was so big. It was like I could it was hard to believe. Uh real gator though, real gator in there. And they had those uh Komodo dragons and all that crazy stuff in there. It's pretty cool. But, yeah.
6: Uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't get to finish but what what I was seeing was Singapore was basically established by the British East India Company. Yeah. Not
2: not basically it was. I mean the Raffles like guy raffles or whatever. It's such a weird story. Such a weird story. Like I, it 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 makes me think about the history that they give for all the beginnings of, of every single country. You know, I mean the Singapore is just like it's so odd. Worth looking into, I think.
5: Like Hong Kong is British it was under British you know, Wait, you said
6: you said Raffles, like like Sir Raffles, right?
2: Wasn't he like the he was like the um the British settler, right, who claimed he claimed himself as the Don basically? That's right. That's
6: correct. yeah yeah i can't remember his name but the flag but, um, of the... yeah but yeah yeah, I see. Was, yeah like the 1800s he basically uh established it on behalf of british east india company and um it became a trading post and um it, today it's uh uh, it's, like, recognized as a global financial center, I think is the term for it. Um, global yeah, financial center. Yeah, that's weird.
5: hear the uh outro music
6: i don't hear it
5: yeah i think my configuration is uh i forgot to set something on it yeah so i had to i just started yeah. it so
2: i guess good night. i guess
5: yeah thanks for calling in i'm at the uh time limit so uh happy powdered wig man day everybody
2: oh yeah for sure it's been real great
6: happy british east india flag day
5: happy british east india flag day which is yeah if you're gonna fly a flag get the british east india company flag it was to the original flag it was called the Grand Union Jack. Yeah, Lynn actually hit me to that. Uh, yeah, fly that outside of your house and see what. Just as a kind of icebreaker, a conversation starter. That'd be interesting, right?
6: No, yeah. If you get if you get a copy of Carol Quigley's other book called The Anglo-American Establishment, the cover of the book is the Grand Union Jack.
5: Ah, is the Anglo, the Anglo, what was the name of that book again? Anglo American Establishment, Anglo American Establishment. Yeah. So he has the Grand Union Jack on the front. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you saw this, and I guess this is good to point out again is, uh, yeah, during the elections. Now the color for the Republicans is red, right? And the color of Democrats is blue. And then, at the concession speech, Hillary Clinton was wearing purple, so it's all coded for you, so you know who's actually ruling. excuse me
6: red and blue red and blue make purple royal purple
1: yep,
5: royal purple, so they're telling you through symbology what the what the real real situation is, but uh no, we won't it's like yeah, we don't want to look at all that yeah it's just crazy it's like it's right there in front of you I did confront Paul Joseph Watt with that information on one of his videos he didn't he had no commentary on that it was like yeah they know what's up (laughs) (laughs) they they know what's up it's like (laughs)
6: it's pretty crazy let's use Occam's razor here but they didn't want Trump And he wouldn't be
5: now how do you know that, John? Is it possible that Trump has been guided by divine providence? He's got the hedge of protection around him. He's at the spirit of Mr. Fuji and uh yeah got the presidency by way of uh well we continue we can continue talking but i'm going to end the in the recording right now thanks everybody for coming out check out hoaxbusterscall.com, and have a good night
0: thank you for listening to the Hoaxbusters call you can subscribe to the podcast at HoaxbustersCall.com. You can support the Hoaxbusters Call by rating it on iTunes. Sharing it on social media. Fire off a donation at HoaxbustersCall.com. Conspicuous graffiti in public places. Hokesbusters call. Conspiracy. Or just theory.
8: Once in a while, I get people that really, that, or that claim, they don't believe in evolution. And my response generally is, well, why not? Really, why not?
0: One professor was getting kind of upset about this time. He said, uh, Mr. Hovind, there are hundreds
8: of varieties of dogs in the world.
5: He said, do you mean to tell me that you believe all these dogs came from two dogs off of Noah's Ark? you expect me to believe that? I said, Sir. Would you look at what you're teaching your students? You're teaching your students that all the dogs in the world came from a rock.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Michael Crichton, your closing statement.
8: There was a time when I worked in a clinic and um, one day a young woman came in, she was in her early 20s, for a routine checkup. and I said, what's going on with you? And she said, I've just become blind. And... I said, oh my gosh, really, when did it happen? She said, well, just uh, coming to the clinic, walking up the steps of the clinic, I became blind. And I said, oh, and by now I'm looking through the chart, and I said, well, has this happened before? She said, yes, it's happened before. I've become blind in the past. And what she had, of course, was hysterical blindness. And the characteristic of that is that the severity of the symptom is not matched by the emotional response. That's, that's being presented most people would be screaming about that but she was very calm oh yes I'm blind again and I'm reminded of that whenever I hear that we're facing whether we want to call it a crisis or not a significant global event of, of, of importance where we're going to have species lost and so on and so forth Why? but that we can really address this by changing our light bulbs or that we can really make an impact by unplugging our appliances when we're not using them it's very much out of whack. And so if if it we're going to only do symbolic actions, I would like to suggest a few symbolic actions that might really mean something. One of them, which is very simple, 99% of the American population doesn't care, is ban private jets. Nobody needs to fly in them. Ban them now. And, and in addition, let's have the NRDC, the, the Sierra Club, and Greenpeace make it a rule that all of, their, all of their members cannot fly on private jets. They must get their houses off the grid. They must live in the way that they're telling everyone else to live. And if they won't do that, why should we? And why should we take them seriously?
3: I want to thank the debaters. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Check the and dial again. Um,
2: like the presidents, like they fought for freedom. Like, whoa.
6: Like, without the president's help, we would not be free right now. So, yeah. Instead of, like, just partying and stuff, you guys should actually, like, be thankful and, like, pray
2: to the, like, presidents because they actually, like, gave us freedom. So,
3: God. With Lucky Landslots,
6: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?